Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! Do you remember what happened on Friday? If I recall correctly, I think Amasa was trying to amass an army and then he lost his fucking head. I mean, there was more to it. That did happen, Right, right, yeah. Joab killed him because Amasa was taking too long and then we found out in our... Q&A on Saturday that um, Joab suspected that maybe Amasa was, like, conspiring with Sheba, who right. was who they were after. Right, yeah. And then, so they went to go get Sheba, and they were going to wipe out this whole town, but this wise lady was like, wait, 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 wait. And we'll hand the fucker over. Yeah, and so yeah. they tossed his head over the gate. I mean, that's smart move on their right? part, in my opinion. And so then they went home with the head, and were like, we got him. Yeah. We did it. Well, you know, the lady at the wall got him. Yeah. I mean, he he's done got. Yeah. And then and then we had minutes of a office report of Yeah, who. that was Well, they they've done that a couple of times now and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" It's I mean, it's a way just to like 
inform us of the important people in his administration. Yeah. But it's boring to us because we don't give a fuck. And I'm like, you're not as important as you think you are. Yeah. It's thousands of years ago. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Yeah. So. Exactly. Maybe somebody does, but I sure as hell don't. It ain't me, babe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was 2 Samuel chapter 20. It was. And today we are going into. 2 Samuel chapter 21. And we are going to finish 2 Samuel this week. Amazing. Amazing. That is really cool. I know. All right. Well, Thursday will be our last episode of Second Samuel. So cool. So cool. Right? All right. Well, let's get this week started then. Okay. All right. All right. Second Samuel chapter 21. All right. I could read you the headline, but I'm Don't not going to. I'm not going to. So we don't know what's happening. I don't. Yeah, no clue. But it it is not a continuation of the minutes. That it's was a just new, that two new sentence thing. Yep, it's a new we thing. Went into a new section. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a famine. There's a famine during David's reign that lasted for three years. That would so, indicate to me God's not on their side. So David asked the Lord about oh, it. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. All right. Who did you read ahead? No, I didn't read ahead. Wow. But I I'm just I'm, I mean famine to me means God's not on your fucking side. Well, so why I is would, God, you know, fucking him over with a famine? I guess David's going to ask him about it and be like, hey. You know, what's up, man? And the Lord said. Yeah. The famine has come because Saul and his family are guilty of murdering the Gibeonites. Saul's dead, man. I don't remember who the Gibeonites are or why we should care that Saul killed them. Right, but why is why are they, why is David's people paying the price for what Saul did? Because God always does a, like, random overarching punishment of like all y'all motherfuckers until he doesn't and then he decides all of a sudden you're gonna reign for life until next week (laughs) reign for life until next week that was great (laughs) it's so true but more often than not he punishes collectively he does not reward collectively very much at least yeah no yeah for sure so the king summoned the Gibeonites okay they were not part of Israel but were all that was left of the nation of the Amorites they were the giants way back when, weren't they? they? The Gibeonites? No, the, the Amorites. The Amorites? Weren't they? Were they? I can't remember. I can't remember if that was the Amorites or the Ammonites. Or the Amalekites. Oh, I think it was the Amalekites. It's Maybe. one of those A guys. I, you know how I am when things start with the same letter. <laughs> they all turn into the same thing. Got it. Well, anyway, there's a that, those people. So, yeah, the Gibeonites are part of the Amor- Amorites. But I thought God was trying to help them defeat them at one point. That's what I thought, but apparently he was not thrilled that Saul killed them. Okay. Who fucking knows? I don't fucking know. I can't keep track of all his, like, what you want me to do and what you don't want me to do and... And who you told what to do and what not to do. and It's almost like the God of the Bible is fickle. I, you know, <laughs> sure feels that way. The people of Israel had sworn not to kill them. But Saul, in his zeal for Israel and Judah, had tried to wipe them out. Got it. I might have to go back and do a little bit of what well, what on that. This might, yeah, this might be a Q and A type thing because I, yeah. I kind of forget what. I don't remember Saul hardly at all at this point. I mean, yeah, we're in his second book, and I'm like, Saul, who, who Saul? We're not in Saul's book. Oh yeah, you're right. See, <laughs> see, I did it again, Samuel. But Saul and Samuel both start with an S. So what right, did I do? Yeah, you, see, right. Fuck me. David asked them, "What can I do for y'all? How can I make amends so that you will bless the Lord's people again?" Right. 
Well, money can't settle this matter between us and the family of Saul, the Gibeonites replied. Okay. Neither can we demand the life of anyone in Israel. I mean, okay. sure, sure, okay. So what do you want, barley? Uh, you want fucking what goats? Can what can I do then, <laughs> David asked. Can I wash your fucking feet? What do you want? Just tell me and I will do it for you. Then they replied, it was Saul who planned to destroy us, to keep us from having any place at all in the territory of Israel. So let seven of Saul's sons be handed over to us, and we will execute them before the Lord at Gibeon. There's seven of his fucking sons left? On the mountain of the Lord. I thought, like, all of Saul's people died. That's what I thought. Remember when uh, David was looking for some of Saul's Mm -hmm. descendants? Yeah. And they found uh, Mephibosheth or whatever. Mephibosheth Right, yeah. yeah. The guy with the broken feet. It's like the the only guy left that I knew of, other than his daughter that he, you know, married and doesn't think anything of right whatever yeah i'm not sure where are they gonna come up with seven fucking sons i have no idea oh yeah there they are i the king said i'll do it the king spared jonathan's son mephibosheth who was saul's grandson grandsons okay yeah okay because of the oath david and jonathan had sworn before the lord that's nice i'm glad he remembered that but he gave them saul's two sons armani and Mephibosheth, whose mother was Rizba, daughter of Aya. Wait, he gave him Mephibosheth? I thought... That's the... Wow. He spared Mephibosheth, but he gave them Mephibosheth. I don't understand. No, I thought he said... No, that's not who he spared. The king spared Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth. Oh, who was Saul's grandson. Oh, okay, okay. Because of the oath David and Jonathan had swore before the Lord. But he gave them Saul's two sons, Armani and Mephibosheth, whose mother was Rizba, daughter of Aya. Apparently there was more than one Mephibosheth. I guess there was. And I'm glad that he said, um, I'm glad that they made that clear. Like, he spared Mephibosheth, but he did give him this other Mephibosheth who had all these other relatives. Yeah, that's not confusing at all. No, no. Right? He also gave them the five sons of Saul's daughter, Merab, the wife of Adriel, son of Barzillai from Mahola. Okay. I feel like we didn't meet any of these people before. I feel like they probably listed them and we were bored. Maybe. (laughs) Kind of like I am now. There is that possibility. (laughs) The men of Gibeon executed them on the mountain before the Lord. I mean, could you imagine? Here, sorry, you have to go die now. Right? So that the Lord will raise up this famine. Yeah. No, like, that, that sucks. Like, could you imagine? Like, we're just walking around, and then some random leader, like the president or something, walks yeah. up to you and is like, I'm really sorry, but you have to die now. Yeah, your grandpa was this person, and, and we gotta... Yeah. You're dead. Yeah. So. Sorry. Yeah. It is what it is, bro. Right. So all seven of them died together at the beginning of the barley harvest. Oh. Yeah, Just in well, time for a barley party. They missed out on the barley party. Hmm. Womp womp. Because, you know, dead. Then, Rizba, daughter of Aya, the mother of two of the men, spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented the scavenger birds from tearing at their bodies during the day and stopped wild animals from eating them at night. Okay. So they didn't even bury the bodies? I they guess just they left just them out left the rock? There, I guess. Jesus. And she covered him up with burlap. I feel like that's a little rude. harsh. and Yeah. It's rude. Right? When David learned what Rizba, Saul's concubine, had done, he went to the people of Jabesh Gilead and retrieved the bones of Saul and his son David. Okay. 
Okay, parentheses voice, ready? Yeah. When the Philistines had killed Saul and Jonathan on Mount Gilboa, the people of Jabesh-Gilead stole their bodies from the public square of Bethshan, where the I Philistines had hung them. I do remember that. End parentheses voice. Yeah. So David obtained the bones of Saul and Jonathan, as well as the bones of the men the Gibeonites had executed. Then the king ordered that they bury the bones in the tomb of Kish, Saul's father, at the town of Zila in the land of Benjamin. After that, God ended the famine in the land. Well, that was nice of him, you Considering know? Considering that there was a lot of murdering he just bullshit. Needed, he just needed to let those people kill seven yeah. people for no real reason. Right. Other than they were related to somebody. Yeah. And then, and then God's okay with it. To stop murdering an entire yeah, nation no, in I a mean, famine. It totally makes sense. Yeah. You just got to kill people for no reason to, to stop a famine that you were doing for no reason. Yeah, that, sure. That makes total, complete sense. I'm on board. I'm not. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so that section was the avenging of the Gibeonites. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now we're moving on to the... Ooh, the next one. Oh, I wish I didn't read that headline. <laughs> ooh, this is going to get good. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Ho- hold on to your butts. Yeah. It's going to get big big huh after this there was another battle against the philistines at gob they're always at fucking war they are always at fucking war right as they fought sibakai from husha killed saf another descendant of the giants oh see got big they're still around yeah 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 during another battle of gob at gob those fucking giants never go away they never die They never but die. they said descendants of giants, so it's no longer giants. They're merely tall. They're just descendants of di- giants. They're merely nine foot tall. Right. They used. They they might have been giants. They they might <laughs> they might be giants, but they aren't anymore. Right. Yeah. yeah. During another battle at Gob, Elhanan, son of Jer from Bethlehem, killed the brother of Goliath of Gath. Oh. That's the brother. Of, yeah. No, he. Wait, what? He killed Goliath of Gath. Oh, oh he killed the, the brother, brother of, of Goliath, Goliath of Gath. Gath. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, that's interesting because this is the the other side of that story. No, no. This is the brother of Goliath. Of right. Gath. But what I'm saying is this story coincides with the other one, and so um, there is thought that it's actually. Um, not the brother that he actually... This guy actually killed Goliath. I might want to look that up because I thought that that actually happened in an entirely different book in the Bible. I'm thinking it's but this one. I, 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 I would I would double check that because I think okay. that that might be wrong. Okay. So. No. The handle of his spear was as thick as a weaver's beam! Exclamation point. Thick as a weaver's beam? Mm-hmm. The fuck is a weaver's beam? As thick as a dick? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no reference point for a weaver's beam. Okay, well, think of a beaver. A beaver. <laughs> think of a beaver and his ween. <laughs> think of a weaver. <laughs> what the fuck are you even talking What's about? What's a weaver? Oh, I don't know. know. What's, he I'm, weaves. I, I don't know. He weaves. I'm, I'm going to look up, I'm gonna look up what wood. a weaver's beam is because I'm very I'm thinking curious. it's like you have a loom, right? And you weave on Possibly? it and then the beam is like a stick and it's clearly very thick, but... The spear is thicker than that. Oh, weaver's beam is like the cross piece yeah. that you hold your your uh, at the top of the loom. The thing that you're weaving yeah. with at the top of the loom, right? Of course. But Why? that's kind of what I said. Beam. I yeah. said it's probably part of the weaving. Well, I was busy googling when I was looking it up. I'm so like just... literally telling you based on the words what it means, and 
You're like, look it up, though. But I've literally never heard the term Weaver's Beam before. No, I'm like, where would I have heard that at? I have never heard it either, but I'm just, just like putting it together. Like, well, they were weavers. They had looms. And so there would have been, you know. A beam that goes across yeah. the top. Right, sure. Sure. And that's what it was. And it was fucking thick. And this I mean, guy's spear was thicker than that. That's crazy. In another battle with the Philistines at Gath, they encountered a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot. (laughs) (laughs) And we both had the exact same Princess Bride thought. Exactly. (laughs) My name is Amigo Montoya. Oh my God, you do that every time. I know, I know, I know. I'm sorry. You always fuck it up. But they killed my father. You prepare to die because you, (laughs) his name is Amigo Amigo Montoya. Montoya. Anigo Montoya. Anigo Montoya. Yeah. My name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Got it. Got it. I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Right. Yeah. They encountered that huge guy with the six The six toes and the six feet Mm -hmm. and the hands. Who was also a descendant of the giant. Oh, my God. What? No way. But when he defied and taunted Israel, he was killed by Jonathan, the son of David's brother, Shemiah. Awesome. These four Philistines were descendants of the giants of Gath. But David and his warriors killed them. The end. You think that's the last Giants we'll hear of? Hell no. Like, they were supposed to be like this short little bit, and they were mm-hmm. going to wipe them out, like, completely. And then... And then they just keep popping up everywhere. Just kept happening. They're, like, everywhere in the fucking Bible. I'm like, I there's know. giants everywhere. And that section was called The Giant Slain by David's Men. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But as we also discussed, I think, was it in the last um, Q&A that Giants was just an... A name for, mm-hmm. like, um, people that were really hard to beat in battle, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they just were Most really likely. adept fighters, basically. Right, because um, the word that they use is Nephilim. Right, and right. Nephilim probably meant, like, hardcore um, warriors. Definitely not angels or giants. I mean, to me, that makes a lot more sense. It so. makes so much more fucking sense. Because giants, come on now. Come on now. That's, that's bullshit. Get the fuck out of here with right? that. Right, yeah. That's bullshit. So that's that. That's and, that. Um, I'm very excited to see where we go from here. I am too. I am too. I mean, we've only got so many more ep- things Three. before we get to the end of this book. So it's got to like, like get really good here, right? Go out it's with a bang, gonna, I Yeah, hope. we got to go out with a bang. I mean, we are ending on giants. That's not bad. Yeah. No, definitely. Right? All right. Well, we'll find out more tomorrow when we get into... Uh, or no... Today was Samuel, Second Samuel, chapter twenty-one, and tomorrow we'll be getting into Second Samuel, chapter twenty-two. And we will see you guys then. We sure will. Husband, wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, as I recall, there was a famine, and David was like, "Yo, God, what's up?" And then God was like, uh, "Saul." And then David was like, "So, like, have them kill like seven of my dudes." And then they were like, "Cool." And that was basically it. But there were also giants. Well, they might have been giants. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't not. You I know, know. I, I, it's like one of my favorite bands. They so. might be giants. Yeah. Um, also, it turns out I was right and you were wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Do you want to explain it or shall I? I honestly don't remember exactly what I was wrong about. I tend to put those <laughs> things out of my brain. So. Yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. why. Um, it turns out that I was correct that this was the other part of the... Um, David slew uh, right. a Goliath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, you were right. Yeah, what had happened is that in a lot of the translations, including this one, they say that this 
what is his name? Starts with an E. That's the only way I remembered it. <laughs> um, Elhanan. 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 Yeah. Okay. They a, a lot of them. The new translations will say that Elhanan didn't kill Goliath. He killed Goliath's brother. Got it. Got but it. It's. But he's actually probably the one that killed Goliath, if that actually happened. That tall guy, the nine-foot tall guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. At least so. the original story would have been him killing Goliath. Yes, so. yes. Okay. I was right, you were wrong. Yep, yeah. nope, that, that's exactly right. Yep, yep. All right. That's, um, that's how I remember, because I knew that the other guy that was part of that story, since we hadn't got to him yet, I just tucked his name away, but I couldn't remember his name other than it was like L something. Right, right. And so when I saw it, I was like, oh, there's the other part of the story. There he is. <laughs> so we've now completed that circle. All right, all right. Well, I got one thing to mention here before we go into the podcast. What is it? And that's that we have a new patron. What? Yeah, yeah. Their name is Erica C. Erica! And they're from Malaysia. Malaysia. I was like, what? I know. I That's was like, crazy. where's Malaysia? And then we had to look it up because because <laughs> I, I don't know the map and I apologize. I for knew that. it was over somewhere like in the South Pacific. You did. And then when we saw it, we were like, oh, that makes sense because it's right. by like Indonesia and stuff. Yeah, but that was really cool. They sent a great message and we really, really always appreciate the support. Like, I mean, it just means so much to us that people care enough to help us out. And help contribute to the podcast. So It really does. Thank you so much, Erica. I really appreciate your help and your support. Like husband said, it means everything. Yep. All right. So um, that was... So we're, we're leaving Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 21. And going into 2 Samuel chapter 22. All right. We'll see you guys in the podcast. Y'all. Yeah. Okay, I don't normally do this anymore. No. But going into um, 2 Samuel chapter 22. Yeah. Um, I really feel like I have to read this headline just as a preparation. Oh, okay. Of sadness. That, that worries me. Well, it normally, you know, we've decided not to because it's spoilery. But I right. feel like this one is less spoilery and more um, just settle in for a second here. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. David's song of deliverance. Fuck. Right, right. Take a breath. Uh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you just can't tell it's a song in the Bible. Like we've tried to work mm -hmm. this out, and we just haven't found our rhythm with it yet, so, no. so to speak. So to speak. But uh, yeah. So song of David's song of song. It's a song. Song of deliverance. Yeah, song of deliverance. That's uh, yeah. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Okay. And I just wanted you to be able to mentally prepare. Mm-hmm. Okay. It looks like it's it's going to be a little bit. I'm, I'm mentally preparing for this. <laughs> okay, here we go. David sang this song to the Lord on the day the Lord rescued him from all his enemies and from Saul. Um, uh, <laughs> Wait, Saul's what? been dead for a while, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so is this, mm -hmm. I mean, like he's still fighting people now. Mm -hmm. Saul died a while ago. Is this like at the end? I'm not who sure. Where, I'm not sure where this falls exactly. Nope. Who knows? Okay. They stuck it in there. Okay. All right. Yep. All right. Whatever. Yep. I mean, all song. of a sudden we're talking about Saul again. The fucking song. Yeah. Okay. Great. He's saying, "The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my savior." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's actually gotta get you know. Right. You can make my that God is my rock, in whom I find protection. Oh yeah, this has yep. got, yep. got something to it. Yeah. He is my shield. 
Mm-hmm. The power that saves me. Yeah. Am I doing okay good, with this? This is good stuff, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. At my place of safety. <laughs> <laughs> he is my refuge, my savior, the one who saves me from violence. Yeah. Okay. Is, okay. I mean, this is going good, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I think. I mean, me probably won't play so well in the podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Y'all know me by now. Yeah. <laughs> I called on the Lord. Who is worthy of praise? All right, yeah. And he saved me from my enemies. Uh, yeah, he did. <laughs> he I did, guess. He I mean, did. I guess. Yeah, hypothetically. The waves of death overwhelmed me. Floods of destruction swept over me. Did they? They did. Apparently, I thought he destroyed other people. He did. Most of the he time, he did. He did. So how do they flow over him? I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm just, just trying over here. No, I'm just. I'm, I'm just, just trying. Curious. The grave wrapped its ropes around me. Death laid a trap in my path. I mean, this is just words and words (laughs) and more other words. Right? Yeah. (laughs) But in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I cried to my God for help. I don't know the words ahead of time, so I don't know where the beats are, so I'm just right, having to yeah, kind of, yeah. no, you, you know, this you. is me winging you know, it. I don't really feel like he cried out to the Lord for help so much as when things were going, I mean, I guess when things were going wrong, and he was like, yo, dude, what's up? Yeah. But I don't that think, was like the only, he didn't like. I don't think he was like, God, please help me. I think he felt like he had things under control until he didn't. And then he was and like, then he was like, yo, what dude, the fuck? what's going on? Yeah, that's the difference. That's what I was trying to say. I don't think that he was saying, dear God, you're awesome, please help me. I feel like he was saying, what the fuck, my guy? Shit is going down. Right, yeah. Like in an arguey, you owe me, I'm David, remember with right? the hair? Yeah, the hair. Yeah. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry reached his ears. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. His, okay. His cry reached He's got his ears. ears. God has ears. So we now know that God has ears. Apparently. I mean, we are made in His image, yeah, uh, yeah or sure. some shit like that. But you remember when they said in was it Genesis where He smells with His nose? He he, um, what, what, what was it? it? He tastes. He tastes with His nose. He tastes. That's with right. His nose he tastes holes. with His nose. So yeah. I guess He still hears with His ears. <laughs> <laughs> Horton heard a who? Yeah. Then the earth quaked and trembled. The foundations of heaven shook. They quaked because of his anger. Smoke poured from his nostrils. Well, why was he angry? What was he angry about? I don't know. I'm when still, was, I'm still singing. He, the only thing I, he was angry about Saul, I guess, killing the Gibeonites. Look, I'm but, just reading the words here, okay? No, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm, you know. Fierce flames leaped from his mouth. From glowing his- coals blazed forth from him. Fire from his mouth? Fire from his mouth. Wow. Yeah, and coals and I didn't think you could even see God, so like the fact that there's fire coming from his mouth, that's a revelation. Okay, this is a song I feel like you're being too literal. I am, because it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) He opened the heavens and came down. Dark storm clouds were beneath his feet. Okay. I'm still going. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's still song. I know, I know. know. This, This is tragic i kept hoping it would be done (laughs) yeah i did too (laughs) (laughs) mounted on a mighty angelic being he flew soaring on the wings of the wind 
Wait, he was mounted on a man angelic bean? Mm-hmm. And but it was wind. So the the wind is a bean. Okay. He shrouded himself in darkness, veiling his approach with dense rain clouds. <laughs> Yeah, those, those, those rain clouds, they always cover God up, you know? Uh, you are I can't, like them. I can't see them because of those rain. The rain clouds always block my view of God. Wait, 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 wait. Winnie the Pooh, what did he sing? He sang um, something about the rain clouds and and honeybees and, oh, damn, tut, tut, looks like rain. Right, Damn yeah. it. Okay, I'll think of it later. Okay. Winnie the Pooh. Because we need another song. Is that what we yes, need? Yes, Winnie yeah. the Pooh, he sang a great one. <laughs> tut, tut, it looks like rain. Yeah. A great brightness shone around him, and burning coals blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He shot arrows. Did he, he shot arrows and scattered his enemies? What the fuck does he need arrows for? He's God. His lightning flashed, and they were confused. Because <laughs> light, lightning always confuses me. Then at the command of the Lord, at the blast of his breath, the bottom of the sea could be seen. <laughs> Got some serious uh, halitosis going on, huh? <laughs> and the foundations of the earth were laid bare. Uh, what? Man, that's some well, bad breath. Well, uh, the foundations of the earth. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. This is so really stupid. It's like poetry, but not good enough. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> He reached down from the heaven and rescued me. He drew me out of deep waters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All he right. rescued me from my powerful enemies, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. Okay, I don't, know. Right. I don't yeah, know. I'm no, just I... I'm just going here. I mean, okay? at, at one point, pretty much everybody hated him from what I understood. Because so. he was a dick. Yeah. I mean, uh, David. I don't think that's was a changed. Dick. He's still a dick. David but, is you know, a dick. Whatever. Yeah. They attacked me at a moment when I was in distress, but the Lord supported me. <laughs> <laughs> breaking it down. I am breaking it yeah. down. Hell yeah. yeah. He led me to a place of safety. He rescued me because he delights in me. I wonder how many uh, subscribers we're going to lose today. <laughs> but but he's saying... Yeah, no, I got it. Because he delights in me. Yeah. That's why he saved me. He okay. delights in me. Got it, yeah. Yeah. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence. His innocence? Yeah, I'm so how innocent. How many fucking wives does he have? Oh, and my wives and how many my people concubines. Is he fucking yeah, killed? yeah, innocence? I'm innocent. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. Except for that whole fucking business. Don't pay attention to that. <laughs> I have not turned from my God to follow evil except for all the sex I had and all the wives I had and all the concubines. Wasn't there a thing that said that um, gods, are, or not gods, but... uh. That kings or people are not supposed to have multiple... Uh-huh. Like, that was a thing from God, right? Yeah, don't have too many. And he didn't specify what too many was. Right, but come on, David's got too fucking many. He's got too fucking many. However many it is, it's too many. It's too many, because not even all of them were his quote-unquote wives. Right. He had ten, ten of his concubines, meaning he had right. more. Yeah. But ten he left behind. Right, that's what he could spare. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. I don't know what he could spare. Whatever. How many wives can you spare, darling? <laughs> Zero. I have followed all his regulations, except for that one. Right. I have never abandoned his decrees. I am blameless before God. Is he? I have That's kept awfully... myself from sin. You know, you know, like, I would say that um, Moses was a lot less blameless, mm-hmm. or a lot more blameless than, uh, yeah. than David is. I would agree with you and on that. And Moses got fucked. He so, did. He you know, did. Fuck David on that. Like, yeah, fuck David. He's, he's not right here. This no, is not correct. he's a liar. He's, he's awfully pompous for singing this fucking mm-hmm. song. He's like, I'm awesome. Right? And if I was God, I'd be like, dude, fuck you. Stop singing. You need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He has seen my innocence. <laughs> they're big on the innocence here. I'm it's so like fucking innocent. They're bringing this bit. They're trying to make them sound all good all of it. They're really big on innocence and they keep what now? Bouncing. They keep so, bouncing? Like they're, they're bouncing between um, he does shitty things like kill people and, and what have you. And then now they're like, they want to be like... He's all perfect and mm-hmm, wonderful and mm-hmm, shit. So mm-hmm. that's because um, all the Jesusy people descended from him, right? And so they're like, "Look how great he is!" Even though he did all the bad stuff, yeah. but still, he's pretty it's fucking just, like, great. This is like the song's like an advertisement for David. It, like, well, you I'm know, just like, like, who are you trying to convince? Because I read it. Yeah, I read it, right? my guy. Right. To the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. <laughs> To the pure, you show yourself pure. Such great writing. But to the crooked, you show yourself shrewd. <laughs> what? <laughs> Cause, okay. Cause shrewd. Yeah, shrewd. When you when somebody's crooked, he's you like, I'm gonna be shrewd. shrewd at you. Yeah. You rescue the humble, but your eyes watch the proud and humiliate them. Dude, does he? No. No. No, he doesn't. No. No. Oh, Lord, you are my lamp. Do you remember that guy he killed because he wanted to fuck Bathsheba? Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. What, where does he get off I'm saying, innocent. Where does he get off saying this shit? I'm innocent. Just, he, <laughs> fuck this bullshit. Will you cut me off, though? I know. I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, you are my lamp. That's a thing. Yeah, okay. They say that in churches and stuff. Do they? Yeah, that's Lord like Lord's my lamp. Yeah. Got it. He lights up your feet and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have have you never heard that? I'm not really. It's a church thing. Okay. Talk about God is my lamp and he lights my, the path before my feet or some shit like that. Yeah, that's he where it came you sometimes from. and sometimes not. <laughs> no, that's that's a different. That's the yeah, footsteps in the sand right, prayer right. thing. That's not even from the Bible. I, know, I think. In your strength, I can crush an army. With my God, I can scale any wall. How many walls did he have to scale? I don't think he, he had I don't to remember scale any scaling any. walls. He didn't, I mean, he may have scaled some, but it didn't make it into the Bible. Right, maybe he was just doing it for fun to see if he could. <laughs> <laughs> God's way is perfect. Is it? All the Lord's promises prove true. He is a shield for all. Look to him for protection. For who is God except the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Who is God except the Lord? I uh, he's uh I don't know. He, he I mean in my opinion he's nobody, so whatever. Who but a God is a solid rock? <laughs> That's why God got so pissed at Moses. He was beating that rock and he was a solid rock. He's he, like, I'm a solid he, rock, he was, bitch. He was beating God. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah. Yeah. 
Solid as a rock. <laughs> what song is that? I can't remember now. Oh. You got me on the spot here. It's an 80s song. Are you sure it wasn't just like a commercial or something? No. It was mm. a, it's an 80s song. Okay. Right. Yeah. We'll get back to you. Yeah. God is my strong fortress and he makes my way perfect. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I scrolled and so then I had to play it off. Got it. Yeah, yeah. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, enabling me to stand on mountain heights. Oh, my God. You're going to, like, piss off our our listeners here with your screams. Look, the cat doesn't (laughs) like it either. She's like, Mother, stop. Yeah. He trains my hands for battle. He strengthens my arm to draw a bronze bow. A bronze bow? Yeah, I almost said bow, but then I realized it says bronze bow. Got it. You have given me... I like how sometimes oh. he's like, God over there, I'm singing about him. And then sometimes he's like, just kidding, I'm looking right at you, and right. I'm singing to you. A bronze bow would seem pretty impractical to me. It would. It's pretty heavy. Like, why would you want a bronze bow? I, I don't want any bow. Okay. Unless it's the kind of bow that goes on my hair. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I agree. You have given me a shield of victory. Your help has made me great. You have made a wide path for my feet to keep them from slipping like those hospital socks. <laughs> not what it says. No, but that's what I was imagining. Okay. You know, yeah, keep the, my grippy, feet from... the grippy socks. Yeah, yeah, the grippy socks. Those are They're good the socks, best. yeah. Don't lie. I always keep them and you do too, oh, yeah, don't you? Yeah, because you're the grippy socks. You the know? grippy, the hospital grippy socks. Yeah. If y'all. Go to the hospital, and you get hospital grippy socks, and you didn't bring them home. It's the only good thing to come out of a hospital visit. Yeah. I'm either calling you a liar or stupid. Right, yeah. You get those socks, and you bring them home, and you wear them around the house. Yeah, the grippy socks. The grippy socks. Mm -hmm. I chased my enemies and destroyed them. I did not stop until they were conquered. Yeah. That's that's so boring. It's really boring. Okay, I consumed them, I struck them down so that they did not get up. They fell beneath my feet. You have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued my enemies under my feet. Oh, so much shit about feet. (laughs) You placed my foot on their necks. I have destroyed all who hated me. They looked for help, but no one came to their rescue. They even cried to the Lord, but he refused to answer. I ground them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trampled them in the gutter like dirt. Man, he treats people badly. Very badly. He's like, I'm going to kill you really bad. Really bad. Not just kill you, but kill you really oh, bad. Can this song be over yet? Please, please, hope. God, yeah. please. I'm praying, <laughs> please. You gave me victory over my accusers. You preserved me. As the ruler over nations, people I don't even know, now serve me. Foreign nations cringe before me. As soon as they hear of me, they submit. They all lose their courage and come trembling from their stronghold. Why is he always fighting people? I don't know. Doesn't sound like they all crumble, cringe before him. No. Some of them are like, no, we're fighting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They're all fighty. Right. They don't seem very scared. Yeah. And then there was that one time that David ran away. Right? From his son. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Yeah. This song is bullshit. This whole, the song itself is bullshit. Yeah, I agree. One paragraph left. Ready? I'm ready. Okay. The Lord lives. 
praise to my rock. <laughs> May God, the rock of my salvation, be exalted. Yeah. He is the God who pays back those who harm me. He brings down the nations under me and delivers me from my enemies. <laughs> You hold me safe beneath the reach of my enemies. You save me from my violent opponents. For this, O Lord, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing praises to your name. I'm trying. <laughs> Shit, man, I ain't a singer. I'm just, I'm just trying to do some Right, do something singing. with it, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to make it less boring. Right, right. Because okay? yeah. if I read this straight through, we'd be like... Right, that'd be boring. Whereas instead right. I'm coughing yeah. all the way through it and you're editing out my coughs. Because I do not sing. Yeah. Okay, one last go. Ready? You give great victories to your king. You show unfailing love to your anointed. To David and all his descendants forever. The end. Okay. Whew. That, that was, was rough. such a... That was like, so just, rough. That was that was really bad. That was so bad. Yeah. I think you're probably talking about the book, and I'm talking about my singing. Well, it was a little of both. I was talking bit about, of both. But, you know, bit yeah. of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I won't do that again. Well, yeah. I mean, we got um, whatever. You know, it was fun. Maybe I, I had we'll to, find out tomorrow when we new. listen to it. You know, it's too late to. You know, go back and redo it anyway, so... I mean... You guys get what you get. We, we <laughs> had to try something a little different here, and... Right, we, I, we've done all kinds of shit. We did a beat that one time. Oh, that, that was... was fucking horrible. That was fun, though. That was better. You think? I didn't yeah. think it was better. Well, I, I mean, shit. me making up just various... La, 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 loo, boo, boo, da, ba, ba. You think that was better than the beat? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought that was all right. Oh, okay. It was all right, you know. I mean, I'm just saying, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. Maybe you know, there's more songs in the Bible. Fuck those songs. That's what I'm saying. I'm the one that's got to read them. Right. So yeah. That's why I'm asking you now. Like, get in your head what you want me to do with the songs henceforth. Because I've tried to do different ways, and they both. Suck. Maybe we should ask our listeners. Do you guys have any suggestions <laughs> on how to handle stupid Bible songs? Yeah, because this like, is this is killing me, man. Right. Like, yeah. I I'm not okay. Right. Yeah. It's draining. Yeah. Well, because I have like breathing issues right now and so this is hard. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Well, that was, so that was 2 Samuel chapter 22. And we are going into 2 Samuel 23, chapter 23 and hopefully there will be no more song hopefully, there. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow. Husband. Wife. I know you remember what happened yesterday. Singing. There was lots of singing. Lots of singing. David was singing to God. Oh. And I was trying to sing it the best I could. I thought he was singing about tooting his own fucking horn. That's what he was doing. So. He was trying to convince somebody that he was innocent. I think he was trying to convince himself, personally. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was a really fucking dumb song. It's so like, you did it. You did as good as could be expected. I think you know you did. A, you did a thank decent you. job. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, it made me feel like um, in the movie Chicago, where um, at the beginning they're like going through their whole you know pop six, blah blah you know whatever. Yeah. And then it gets to the one that's innocent, and she's all, uh uh. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's David, except that David's a liar, whereas right. the girl that's saying, nah, was actually innocent. Right. So, right. actually, I guess that was a poor comparison, but <laughs> mostly I just wanted to, you know, say, talk about like Chicago. That. Yeah. Yeah, I right. know that movie's so great. Mm, yeah. Uh, do you remember it? I do. I do. That one in Moulin Rouge. Holy shit. I yeah. love musicals. I know. Okay. I'm done. Okay. So <laughs> that was uh, David's song or something like that? Yeah, it was um, David's song. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was Second uh, Samuel chapter 22. Two. Mm-hmm. And today we will be reading Second Samuel. Chapter 23. All right. Let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, so Second Samuel chapter twenty three. Okay. Second to last chapter of this fucking book. Wow. Right? Yeah. I'm gonna read the headline because the headline is also the first line. Okay. So it's not Fair giving enough. anything. It's, not, away. it's only giving away the first line. Right. Okay. Okay, it's called The Last Words of David. Okay. So these are the last words of David. And that's literally the first sentence. These are the last words of David. <laughs> <laughs> I'm psychic or something. Or something. Yeah. So I didn't think that that would be given away too much. Don't tell anybody the people in town might stone me to death. Oh, my God. No, because if it comes true, then it's of God. <gasps> You're a prophet oh, of yeah, God. There. You're a prophet of God. No, thanks. I'm, I'm going to call all your friends, and I'm going to tell them all that you're a prophet of God. No, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David, the son of Jesse, speaks. David, the man who was raised up so high. David, the man anointed by the God of Jacob. My David. God, they're so full of him right now. Like, the this sweet is such bullshit. Psalmist of the Israel. Psalmist, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. He's a psalmer. <laughs> he's doing, he's psalming right now. Yeah. The Spirit of the Lord speaks through me. His words are upon my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The Where's this shit coming from? I, I don't know. Like, this is just, like, not congruent with the entire Mm-mm. book so far. It's, no. like, a bunch of shit. Yeah, I, I don't like, know. They're like, let's poetry the fuck out of this motherfucker at the end. I guess. Cause or something. It's like they realized, oh, shit, you know, we said a lot of bad stuff about him. We got to pretty it up right <laughs> quick because didn't, like, Jesus descend from this ass hat? Right. Maybe if we see enough nice stuff now. They'll just forget then, what came yeah, before. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Rock of Israel said to me... The one who, I know, the rock of Israel. That's God, right? Solid yeah, God. as a rock. Yeah, yeah that guy. Right. The one who rules righteously, who rules in the fear of God, is like the light of morning at sunrise. What? Like What's a morning without clouds. Oh. Like the gleaming of the sun on new grass after rain. Jeez. Uh, do they think they're fucking Maya Angelou? Maya, how, An- is it Angelou? Maya Angelou? Is that how you yeah, say her name? Yeah. yeah, I think so. I'm like, what, what's going on here? I, I don't know. They're rhymy pants without yeah, the rhyme. Right. Is it not my family God has chosen? Mm, I'm so awesome. Everybody lick me. <laughs> I added that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it is, is it not my family God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me. But he broke it like three days after he made it, and then he made it again. <laughs> so, like, whatever, fucker. His agreement is arranged and guaranteed in every detail. He will ensure my safety and success. But the godless are like thorns to be thrown away. For they tear the hand that touches them. Okay. 
Mmm, don't be touching those thorns. Yeah. I have a rose bush out front, and I don't take care of it at all, and it keeps blooming and growing, <laughs> and it is beautiful. And I got to get out there and pull some vines that keep trying to drag it down, yeah. and I'm going to touch it. Right. And guess what? What? Even if it pricks me, it's okay, because I'm not evil, and, and, <laughs> and there's no magic. Right, right. So it's all good. That's true. One must use iron tools to chop them down. I'm not going to use iron tools to chop them down. What do they do when it was the Bronze Age? They oh, couldn't. They didn't have iron then. But that's not who he's singing to. Oh, okay. All right. They will be totally consumed by fire. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the end of that little bit. Great. Okay. okay. Oh, and now I'm going to tell you the name of the next one. Because is it like the first sentence? It's the first sentence. Okay. Again. Okay. David's mighty men. That's what it's okay. called. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. These are the names of David's mightiest warriors. Okay, now we get to list off people. Mm-hmm. Fun. Mm-hmm. I know you love, as much as I love, how much they love listing people yes, in the yes. Bible. So I might be buzzing through this. Let's see. Okay. The first was Jashobim, the Hekmanite, who was leader of the three, the three mightiest warriors among David's men. Ooh, he once used his spear to kill 800 enemy warriors in a single fucking battle. Damn. I call bullshit. Right? No, he did not. Next in rank among the three was Eleazar, son of Dodai, a descendant of Ahoa. Once Eleazar and David stood together against the Philistines when the entire Israelite army had fled. Yeah. This sounds like... That was... Gladiators! Right, yeah. (laughs) He's he's naming them off, so I gotta you know use that right. that over um, voice. The, yeah, the you, announcer voice. The announcer voice. Yeah. yeah, he killed Philistines until his hand was too tired to lift his sword, and the Lord gave him a great victory that day. The rest of the army did not return until it was time to collect the plunder. Next in rank was Shema, <laughs> son of Ag from Harar. <laughs> I cracked myself up on that one. (laughs) (laughs) One time, the Philistines gathered at Lehi and attacked the Israelites in a field full of lentils. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's relevant somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's as important as a barley party. (laughs) The Israelite army fled, but Shema held his ground in the middle of the field and beat back the Philistines. So the Lord brought about a great victory. Once during the harvest, when David was at the cave of Adullam, the Philistine army was camped in the valley of Rephaim. The three, parentheses voice, who were among the 30, an elite group among David's fighting men. These are like the Marines of the Davids. Mm-hmm, okay. mm-hmm. Went down to meet him there. David was staying in the stronghold at the time, and a Philistine detachment had occupied the town of Bethlehem. Oh, no. David remarked longingly to his men, Oh, how I would love some of that good water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem. (laughs) I decided he's got a prissy voice. Is that what she decided? So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew some water from the well by the gate in Bethlehem, and brought it back to David. You know what? Fuck David for sending them after some fucking water. I mean water real bad. They made them go kill people to go get water. Yeah. You Risk your me? life. I need water more That's than you. That's some bullshit. Yeah. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out as an offering to the Lord. Like, seriously, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. 
<laughs> that would piss me off. I gotta tell you what. I'd be like, but I... Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> right? Oh. The Lord forbid that I should... Oh, wait. I did the wrong voice. Oh. The Lord should forbid that I should drink this, he exclaimed. Because this... you were an asshole to send them in the first place. Mm-hmm. This water is as precious as the blood of these men who risked their lives to bring it to me. Uh. So David did not drink it. These are the examples of the exploits of the three. Abishai, son of Zariah, brother of Joab, was the leader of the thirty. He once used his spear to kill three hundred enemy warriors in a single battle. That's nothing. The other guy did eight hundred. I know. Man. Wimp. Right? It was by such feats that he became as famous as the three. Abishai was the most famous of the thirty and was their commander, though he was not one of the three. Womp womp. Well, because the three killed like 800 with the one guy did, at least. So. I know. And they brought water from Bethlehem, so. We can't all be they're three. They're fucking awesome. We can't all be three. Right. Some of us has to be four, five, and ten. Yeah. You know? Seventeen even. <laughs> I don't know. There was also Beniah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant warrior from Kabzeel. He did many heroic deeds, which included killing two champions of Moab. But he was not one of the three. Nope. Another time, on a snowy day, he chased a lion down into a pit and killed it. <laughs> Once armed only with a club, he killed an imposing Egyptian warrior who was armed with a spear. As opposed to the non-imposing Egyptian warriors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he killed one guy. Right. He killed but one he guy. Was, he was imposing. But he wasn't a giant. No, but imposing, though. But how is that different from any other fucking warrior uh, that's that my, you're facing that's off really against? That's really kind of my question here. <laughs> like, so, it's a stupid comment. I mean, like, okay, this this sounds like I'm saying, so you killed a guy, so what? And I don't mean it that way because obviously, you know, if you came up to me and said, I killed a guy, I right. wouldn't be like, you killed a guy, one right, guy, right. so what? Yeah. But... In these, in Bible language, okay? And when we're talking about other people that killed 300 and 800 people. Yeah, yeah. You killed like, one, one fucking dude, guy. You know? like, get over cares, yourself. Man. You are, no wonder you're not a three. Imposing? What, the other guys that had these weapons weren't imposing? Right? Get the fuck out of here. Beniah wrenched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with it! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deeds like these made Beniah as famous as the three mightiest warriors. He was more honored than the other members of the thirty. Though he was not one of the three. <laughs> and I cannot repeat that often enough. Just in case you were wondering, he was not, I repeat, not one of the three. Right. So he's not quite that famous, but he's like, there's like tears. There's the three. And then there's Him. the other ones. And then there's the rest of them. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Okay. So there's the three, and then there's him, and then there's 29, and then there's the rest. (laughs) Apparently those other other ones Mm -hmm. didn't care. I mean, like, sounds like they didn't kill hardly anybody. They killed nobody. They were nothing. They killed a guy and a lion. They were worthless. And I'm almost as famous as the three who killed 300 and 800. I never get to be the three. Why can't I be the three? I would love to be the three. Fuck the three. They're assholes. Does one get elected to be a three? I would love to be a three. I'm taking signatures now so that I can be a three. Can I be a three? No. What about moveon.org? I have got the petition. And now I would like to ask, may I please be... You know what? I think that uh, this vote was stolen. I am a three. No. (laughs) 
and David made him captain of his bodyguard. Okay. Other members of the 30... Oh, here we go. Ready? <laughs> okay. Other members of the 30 included Asahel, Joab's brother, Elanon, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shama from Herod, Elica from Herod, Helez from Pilon, Ira, son of Ikish from Tekoa, Abiazar from Anathoth, Sibakai from Husha, Zalman from Ahoa, Merhari from Neptopah, Hilid, son of Banah from Neptopah, Ithai, son of Rabbi from Gibeah, in the land of Benjamin, mm -hmm. Benaiah from Pirathon, Hurai from Nahelgash, Abiaban from Arabah, Asmaveth from Bahiram, Eliabah from Shalban, the sons of Jashin, Jonathan, son of Shagi from Harar, Ahiam, son of Sharar from Harar, Eliphalet, son of Ashaspai from Makkah, Eliam, son of Ahithophel from Gilo, Hezro from Carmel, Parai from Arba. Oh, Jesus God. <laughs> <sighs> dryer sheet from the dryer. <laughs> Water from the faucet. Egal, son of Nathan from Zoba. Benny from Gad. Zalek from Amon. Naharar from Rira. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I, I lost breath. Oh, okay. And I was like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> The armor bearer of Joab, son of Zariah. Ira from Jatir. Garib from Jatir. Uriah the Hittite. Okay. There were 730 and 30. <laughs> <laughs> there was an odd number in all. <laughs> 30. 37. 37. There was not 30, 30. No. There's 37. And not 730 either. Not which 730. Which is what my dyslexic brain But they started saying, they said it's the 30, and then it turned plus into... Plus 3. Plus, okay. Which but, would be 33. Right. Plus but, plus David would be 34. So there's would, 3 unaccounted for. Would they count other one? Like, but why would they call them the 30? Right. Like, there's three I thought the 3 were part four. of the 30. Oh, you That's know what? what they said. Um, oh, okay. So maybe then if there were 37, maybe there's David plus his 30, including the three, makes 34, right? Or no, makes 31. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So that's 31, right? Yeah. Maybe the other six were like just his admin staff. Okay. You know, they got named the last couple of chapters ago. Okay. Maybe it was the six of them. Well, because one of them definitely was a leader, it said, so. Oh, I don't fucking know. I'm just. Oh, whatever. I'm trying to. Maybe they just were like, it's somewhere between 30 and 40. Let's just call them the 30, and it's like an elite group. I mean, I really like rounding numbers to the nearest five. So right. I'm okay with this. But they plan. rounded the wrong way. They did. If, you know, we're rounding. Yeah, they did. So. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. Very odd. Right. Yeah, because 37. That's Plus, not... they like the number 40 a lot better in the Bible. So why didn't they why go didn't with 40? Why didn't they just name it 40? Right. So no, weird. The 40. the 40. Yeah, but no, no it's the 30 apparently. The, the 30, the 30 odd, to 37. weird number that we don't really have any, yeah, what? I don't know. I don't know either. It's a code. Who gives a fuck? It's a code, didn't you know? There's people and they were apparently, you know, badass warriors and David's supposedly really awesome now. Suddenly. And, you know, whatever. Yeah, he was never attacked, and he never did anything wrong ever. Right, he's perfect. He's beautiful, and I love his hair. <laughs> I 
All right. Well, anyway, that was Second uh, Samuel chapter twenty-three. Sure as fuck was. And tomorrow will be Second Samuel chapter twenty-four, the final chapter the of Second Samuel. Cha- Do you think it's got- Samuel? Samuel. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sandals. Samuel. <laughs> oh, but, I'm having problems. Yeah. I hope. I, well, it, you know, it, it feels like it's going to go out on a poetic bullshittery. I know. I'm, and I'm kind of disappointed. I am it. too. So, I'm like this is this is some crap. This is like. This is like when you're reading a book or watching a movie. Oh, it's like Lost, right? Right. Which made no fucking sense the whole way through, right? But you, you're waiting for it to tie up. So you're like, right. okay, I'm in. Like, I'm in. Surely this is going to be like, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. And right? then it, it doesn't tie up anything <laughs> at all. At all. And then you find out like, oh, and it was all a dream. And that's what this is. This right. is like, oh, and he was beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous. And, and the dew on the grass and the sunshine and rainbows and shit. And his 30 warriors were the best. The end. Whatever. Like, what? Okay. No. no. You get back in there and you write that ending to Lost. <laughs> you you get back in that writer's room. I don't care that you painted yourself in a corner. That's not my fucking problem. Right. You did that. Right, right. You did that. All right, real quick before we here wrap this up today, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to throw out one thing that I want some people to do for us. Okay, do this. If you are, I, I know I mention this every time at the end of the episode and our exit, but like, if it's you were listening, outro, outro, whatever. Sorry, yes, that thing. But if you were listening to us on Apple Podcasts, I really need some of you to go leave us some reviews because we had somebody leave us a bad review. What? I know, right? No, for real. I'm what like, did it say? I don't know that we were some copy of some other fucking atheist podcast that I've never even fucking listened to. But I'd have to listen to it to copy it. Right. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. Look, look, look. I'm not interested in religion, so I don't don't listen to other podcasts about religion. Like, one... What, us reading the Bible is enough. Like, we're reading the fucking Bible. I don't need to hear somebody else read the fucking Bible. No, seriously. And, like, we started it initially. We're like, we're gonna do this without getting ourselves tainted with any other religious stuff we're just gonna jump in and start fucking reading yeah because we didn't want to like copy somebody else if somebody else was doing this yeah so yeah. like we're like let's just get in there and do it and i think i think we're pretty fucking unique god damn it but you know what even at that no somebody else is reading the bible right no right yeah like that's never been done in all of history nobody's ever read the bible <laughs> like i don't think you got the copyright on that my guy right yeah so yeah. Oh, anyway. Well, we could... I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm copying somebody, but I guarantee that no matter what, nobody sounded like that last episode of me singing. Right? Yeah, they so can't touch that shit. Get the that, fuck out of they, here. Yeah. You totally need to leave us a review. Yeah. For that. Please. No, oh, boy, maybe not that. But, you know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, be forgiving. Be nice. Right. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I think that's it. We're heading to the last chapter of Second Samuel. Tomorrow, Second Samuel, chapter twenty-four. Chapter twenty-four. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Husband, wife. Do you remember what happened yesterday? Uh, David, David, and the uh, you know people there. They whatever. They think a lot of David now. Well, and David's like his David, shit don't stink. Apparently, at the end of this, David book. thinks a lot of David. David thinks a lot of David. Yeah, he's like God chose me. David thinks his shit don't stink. Yeah. So. And then he named his thirty. Yeah, that was actually thirty-seven. Ducks. Yeah, his thirty-seven Something, mighty ducks. Whatever the fuck they were. Yeah. And the three. But then there's there's not there's not the three. Right. There's the three, and then there's not the three. And then yeah. And then there's the rest of them. Yeah. 
the 37 out of the 30. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. All right. I got that down? That yeah. That was good? Okay. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so that was Second Samuel chapter... Chapter 23. And today is the last one in the book, of which is Second Samuel, Samuel 20, chapter 24. All right. Let's do this. Okie dokie. Okay, Second Samuel chapter 24! Okay. okay. I feel like we're getting towards the end of this book. And, you know, when we get towards the end of books, people die. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh like, my gosh. It's just my hypothesis Are that you somebody's going to die. You think David's going to die? It's a possibility. I mean, like, how else do you move on past David, right? David's got to die. I don't know. We're still in the book of Samuel and he's been dead. Right, but we're not moving on to the book of David. So, I mean, like, David's got to go. But we're moving into the book of Kings, of which David is one. He might live. Well. You don't know. All right. I guess it's possible. You don't know? No, I don't I don't know. I really don't know. All right. So, I'm just. it's just my guess at the beginning of the episode here. I'm, like, I'm going to say it now. Okay. I think David dies. Oh, damn. I'm just saying. That's That's my, if I had to take a bet right now. I'd say David dies. You took a left turn. Jesus. I'm just saying. I was not, like, I'm not saying I don't think that. I just, like, that's not where I instantly would have gone. Got it. So, I'm just basing this on history of no, books. You're right. That we've read. In the Bible. In the, bi- in the Bible. Not just, like, books in general. Right. Not books in general. Okay. So, Second Samuel, chapter 24. Once again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel. What 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 happened? What the fuck did they do now? And he caused David to harm them by taking a census. <laughs> Wait, what the, the fuck? Census. The harm them by taking a census. You know how those censuses they stab uh, you like needles, okay, like peeling off your fingernails. Those censuses. But like we started rough. off, like we went from David shit don't stink for two chapters straight, mm-hmm. a song about it, and then fucking just like. Poetic bullshit. He pissed them off. And then now, now. David they, sucks. They done bad. Yeah. Okay. David sucks. And now we're doing a census, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Go and count the people of Israel and Judah, the Lord told him. That'll show them. Those yeah. fuckers. I'll make count them count. Them. God damn ya. Right? Counting. They didn't like it in numbers, but I'm going to do it again in this one. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. <laughs> so the king said to Joab and the commanders of the army, Take a census of all the tribes of Israel, from Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south, so I may know how many people there are. Cause, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't understand how this is punishment, but okay. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's, it's got It's got to be there, right? Terrible like, news. Something... Counting is hard. Yeah, but it's not like everybody's got to count. Just like Joab and his leaders or something. But Joab replied to the king, may the Lord your God let you live to see a hundred times as many people as there are now. But why, my lord the king, do you want to do this? Yeah, why? But the king insisted that they take the census. Because God I think, told him to. I think nobody wanted to do this, and he's like, God told me, because yeah. we're bad. Yeah. And that's why we got to do it. Yeah, yeah. He's got to have a good reason, you know? Right. He's he like, can't just say, because I want to plan for the next famine, stupid. Well, it's a lot easier if somebody else told you to do it, you know? It's true. Pass right? the buck. Yeah, I'm just, like, I'm just passing on a message, guys. Yeah. We just got to do this shit. We just got to do it. Suffer through it, man. Yep. So Joab and the commanders of the army went out to count the people of Israel. First, they crossed the Jordan and camped at Aror, south of the town in the valley in the direction of Gad. Okay. Then they went on to Jazer. Jazer. I'm, I'm guessing they're counting as they're going through, huh? Then to Gilead in the land of Tatim Hadshi. Okay. And to the Danjan and around to Sidon. Great. 
They're then counting. And they came to the fortress of Tyr. Are we going to fucking name every goddamn city in Israel? And all the towns of the Hivites and Canaanites. Okay, well, at least they're generalizing now. Some, yeah. Somewhat. They, those don't matter. Those ones, yeah. Those, know, and, meh, and those Canaanites those guys are over, over you know, you know, those ones, yeah. yeah. Finally, they went south to Judah as far as Beersheba, having gone through the entire land for nine months and 20 days. Jesus, you could have had a kid in that amount of time. they got to start over thinking, again, you know? I was just thinking that, yeah. Right? They returned to Jerusalem. Joab reported the number of people to the king. There were 800,000 capable warriors in Israel who could handle a sword and 500,000 in Judah. This wow. is just the dudes. That's a lot. This is just the well, dudes you know, that's of all they warrior ever count. age. That's all, they yeah. only ever count the dudes. So 800,000 plus 500,000 um, soldier age men. Right. Which is what? 1,300,000. Yeah. 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 Okay, I was like, 8 plus 5 is 13. <laughs> and then my brain just wouldn't add the zeros and commas. It's <laughs> like, I had the 13. Okay. <laughs> but after he had taken the census, David's conscience began to bother him. I hate that I made, what, why? I made them count. Right? What why? The fuck? God, what why? is this shit? Okay. Why are they acting like a census this is, is weird. bad? Yeah. And he said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly by taking this census. What? I don't. Uh, this is our Q&A right I'm here. I'm fucking... Baffled. Yeah, what is going on here? And I thought it said that the God made right, him God do it. Right, God wanted him to do it. This is the punishment for them being bad. Right. Or something. I'm clearly confused. Please forgive my guilt, Lord, for doing this foolish thing. The next morning, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Gad. Oh. It was David's seer. Oh, so what Where's happened to Nathan? Nathan? Yeah. Oh, no. I guess there's another question. Gad and Maybe. Nathan? Yeah. Where the... Yeah. This was the message. Go and say to David, because I can't fucking tell him myself because I'm just right, God. Right, yeah. This is what the Lord says. I will give you three choices. Choose one of these three punishments and I will inflict it on you. For what, though? What the fuck is going on here? For doing the thing that he told him to do. Okay. I guess. I don't know. That's what I understood. Yeah. Okay, I, all right, whatever. Okay, let me just make sure. I'm going to go back and read the first sentence. Okay. I'm, he caused David to harm them by taking a census. Okay, so God, yeah. he is God. Yeah. Ca he, God, caused David to harm them by taking... Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it was God that made him do this, and now now yeah. he's going to punish him for doing it. Is that... That's what it sounds like, like what, to me. What is this uh, exactly? I'm wondering if this is like a translation thing where our translation maybe sucks. I don't know. Or just God being stupid again. Probably that like, one. You know, I, I choose that. I Yeah, me That too. is the Pokemon I am choosing. Seems to be the constant in this, this mm -hmm. uh, bible yep. thing, you know? Okay, so we got to find out what the three choices are. Okay. Choose your punishment. Like a choose your own adventure, mm -hmm. only choose mm -hmm. your own punishment. So Gad came to David and asked him, will you choose three years of famine throughout your land? Jesus. Three months of fleeing from your enemies? <laughs> Or three days of severe plague throughout your land. I'm going to go with... I play, I don't fucking know. I don't either. Plague sounds best, I guess. Like, just three hunker down, days. guys. Like, yeah, just... Three days. Sorry your, for everybody who dies. I don't know. I don't fucking know either. Because, whatever. Right. Think this over and decide what answer I should give the Lord who sent me. Ugh! I'm in a desperate situation! David yeah. replied to Gad. But let us fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is great. Do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague upon Israel that morning, and it <laughs> lasted for three days. Good call. Good I call. chose the plague, yeah. Yeah. 
A total of 70,000 people died throughout Jesus. the nation. Jesus, they're going to have to redo that fucking count they just did. Mm-hmm. From Dan in the north to Beersheba in the south. But as the angel was preparing to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented and said to the angel, the death angel, <coughs> I sneezed. But as the angel was preparing to destroy Jerusalem, the Lord relented and said to the death angel, Stop! That is enough! At the moment, the angel of the Lord was by the threshing floor of Aranah, the Jebusite. Okay. When David saw the angel, he said to the Lord, I am the one who has sinned and done wrong, but these people are as innocent as sheep. What have they done? Let your anger fall against me and my family. Well, I still don't get what is going on. You sinned how again now? Right? I mean, yeah. you suck. I don't disagree sure, with you. Sure, yeah. No, I mean, there's many things prior that we could have been like, yeah, you're, you're fucking you horrible. You this. But, like, counting people. The census? When God told you to count the people. That's what sent God over the top. This is sounding like the Balaam story, you know? Like, mm-hmm. God told me to go, but then he stopped me without telling me he stopped me, and then I was going to die for it, but then... I realized because my ass talked to me. Like, it's it's yeah. just stupid shit. Like, mm-hmm. what is this? Mm-hmm. It's bullshittery is what? Yeah, it is. That day, God came to David and said to him, Go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aranal the Jebusite. So David went up to do what the Lord had commanded him. When Aranal saw the king and his men coming toward him, he came and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Why have you come, my lord the king? Please Aranal tell me he's not to kill me. I know, right? Please don't take my head. <laughs> David replied, I have come to buy your flat, 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 your fleshlight, <laughs> what? <laughs> your threshing floor and to build an altar to the Lord there so that he will stop the plague. Okay. Take it, my Lord, the king, and use it as you wish, Aaronal said to David. Here are oxen for the burnt offering, and you can use the threshing boards and ox yokes for wood to build a fire on the altar. There you go. I will give it all to you, your majesty. Yeah. And may the Lord your God accept your sacrifice. Your sacrifice? You're the one fucking giving it to him. Mm-hmm. But the king replied to Arana, no, I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offerings to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. Right. Yeah, okay, that's fair. So, David paid him 50 pieces of silver... For the threshing floor and the oxen. David built an altar there to the Lord and sacrificed burnt offerings and peace offerings. And the Lord answered his prayer for the land and the plague on Israel was stopped. Oh, boy. The one that was only supposed to be three days. And after three days, it was going to stop. But then he was like, please don't go past three days. Please stop. And God was like, build an altar and then I'll stop. Even though I already just said three days. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. It didn't. Why would it? Right. Right. I'm. This is yeah. all bullshittery. This, this was like the one of the dumber ends to a fucking book. Mm-hmm. Like, we had the two chapters prior to this that were just like bullshittery and fluffing up David. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, as always, mm-hmm. God gets angry about something out of fucking nowhere. Only now he doesn't actually talk to the people that he's angry about. Right. And then we have some bullshit crap happen. But I was wrong. David doesn't die. David didn't die. Not but yet, anyway. that is the end of Second Samuel 24. And... The end of Second Samuel. That's what I meant to say. Right. Yeah. yeah. The end of that Second is, Samuel. That's the end of that book. Yeah. I knew that David is referenced again okay. in future books, but I wasn't sure if it's because he didn't die here. Right. So that's why I couldn't argue with you too much. No, I, I mean, I just I didn't figured because it was the end of a book, maybe he dies. You know, I didn't know. Right. I don't, I don't know these things. But he is a king. 
But yeah, and and that was a really dumb end to a book. That was a horrible end to that book. It really was, and I don't understand any of that shit. Me neither. It should have stopped like two chapters ago, three chapters ago. Right. Well, yeah. Honestly, if they had to end the chapter somewhere, it it kind of did end. There definitely there. was like a there was like an arc that could have ended better, mm-hmm. you know, like and mm-hmm. then they went off into this crap that they started going off about David, and then God got angry out of nowhere. Out and, of nowhere. And a fucking... What's the sen- What the fuck is the census? Why is it... Why? Why is that difficult and bad? And why did he make him do it and then decide he was mad because that the dude it. obeyed him? Right. It was so stupid. I hate it. I do too. All right. Well, um, that's it for this book. So tomorrow we are going to be doing our... Q&A for the week. For okay. the chapters that we read this week. Yep. And then on Saturday... We We're going to be have, doing a couple's episodes, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll have a um, Q&A over 2 Samuel. Right. Not a Q&A, a but yeah, the final bonus episode yeah, where we wrap bonus. up the whole book. And then um, we'll also do our... New you're, series. You're Always Wrong. No, it's the Contradictions. It's the You're Always Wrong contradictions. series. Contradictions. Because you're always wrong. But it's Contradictions. Because whatever you choose, you're wrong. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. And then so on Sunday, we will have our next installment of... The Sacrilegious Book Club. <laughs> and, and our weekly... Our weekly replay. replay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And then, so on Monday, we'll start First Kings. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Sounds good. We will see you guys uh, the next few days for our bonus episodes and whatnots. And then next week, we'll see you bright and early for our First Kings. Yay! Bye. Husband. Wife. It's Saturday. Q&A. <laughs> are, we, are we coming up with a theme song for like every fucking thing that we do? Goddamn right we are. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> How you like it? It's, it's, it's there. It happened. Yeah. Deal with it. Yeah. So do you know what our cue was? Um, I believe it has to do with what we talked about this last episode mm-hmm. with the census, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. The, the questions particularly are, why was the census bad, Right. given yeah. that God, God told him, told to, him, do him to do it? Like, fucking nutty yeah. bastard. And then, along with that, after um, he did it and was about to get punished, why did David choose the plague, and why was that the right choice? David didn't choose the plague, I thought. Yeah, he I thought did. God... I thought he said, he, God, no. let God choose. He did, but he didn't. I'll mm. get into that more. Okay. And then the last question was, why did Israel have to get punished? That made right, no yeah. Sense. And, like, there was no reason given. Like, yeah. At all. Yeah. So I have some answers. Some of them overlap. Some of them are apologist. And yeah. um, some of them actually come from the future that we haven't read yet. But they're uh, pertinent, so I have to reference them. Okay. So Fair enough. Spoilers, etc. Spoilers, yeah. All right, well, let's get into this uh, Q&A, yeah? Ah! All right. Hey, so um, before I go any further, I have to address the fact that I did our intro song incorrectly. (laughs) So this is how it should be. Ready? Oh, God, you're going to redo it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Q&A, Saturday, except... This time it's on Friday. Yeah, no, we're going to not do that one. That's not going to be going forward. Yes, it is. No. Yes, no. but without the Friday part. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like it. Okay. Because this time it's on a Friday. This time though. it's on a Friday, though. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because the um, book of Second Samuel it ended. It didn't have five. It episodes ended this a week. day soon. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna deal with the first question. Okay? okay. Why was the census bad? Right. Okay, I have four answers, and I'll get into four each answers. of them. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Um, we're gonna talk about God's word. Okay. Pride, war, and money and power. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the first one is the the funnest. The okay. The funnest. Got okay. it. Yeah. Because it has to deal with Bible-y stuff. Right. We're gonna talk about Satan. What? What? Okay. Satan doesn't exist as yet. Well, as yet. As yet. Right. So in Exodus chapter thirty, um, there's a verse that spoke to God's ownership of His people. Okay. And you shall not count them except they're you know they're mine. They belong to me. Israel's mine. Yeah. Okay. okay. And so a man only has the right to count what belongs to him. Like you can count your sheep, you can count your coins, but you can't count people because people don't fucking belong to you. What about numbers? You know that book, Numbers. But God told him to, so I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. So Israel doesn't belong to David. Israel belongs to God. And it was up to the Lord to command accounting. And you're going to say, but But God did did command accounting. Yeah. But here's the thing. In First Chronicles, which yeah. we haven't got to yet, okay. and we won't for a couple, uh-huh. it suggests that it was Satan that moved David's heart to number the people. Oh. And in some translations, it says that he, quote unquote, moved David's heart. And yeah. in others, it said um, that it... It, there's there's um, some translations that wor- use the word he and some use the word it. Okay. So it's unclear whether there was God moved David's heart or something else moved David's heart or Satan moves David's heart. But First Chronicles chapter 21 apparently suggests that it was Satan that did it. Okay. And apparently um, when we get to Chronicles, it's going to retell some of the shit that we've already read, but from a... a Gody God God religious point of view instead of a um, fact finding mission like what we've had. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it bothers me a little bit. Like you know, like there's all these retranslations of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Why, if 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 we're talking about translations, mm-hmm. why don't they make their translations consistent throughout their Bible that they translate? Well, because. Um there are words that don't conjugate well. They okay. don't conjugate to English. Okay. Um, I forget one of the words that they they particularly pointed out in one of the things that I read. It, it doesn't conjugate to something that is clear who is doing the action. Okay. So this gets into grammar, right? Right. And we're talking about a thing that was written in another language sure thousands of years ago no and i get that and like i understand that that's part of the issue right Mm -hmm. but at the same time you're talking about people are are rewriting this bible in their their why can't they be like hey look there's an inconsistency here and we're not sure if this is this way or that way so let's just go with the consistent well because you'll get you'll get one 
Bible, like the King James is the most famous one because that's like where everything yeah. stopped and came to an end or what the fuck ever. Sure. The King James version um, for ages was just like the end all be all and everybody just agreed. Right. Right. But then when they started doing other translations so that dum-dums like me and you and average folk could start reading it. Right. That's when all these other translations came out and people are like, wait, hold on a second. And then also as they try to make it more readable, it gets translated again. Got it. So we're never going to come to a consensus on what it says because we can't know. Right. Because there was arguments a thousand years ago as to what it said. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're just, you know, stuck a thousand with, years later with, with more arguments about yeah. what it says. Yeah. And when you get people who live by the King James, that's the end all be all. Right. And right. most um, Baptists and Catholics, some of them, well, Catholics, when they don't use their own Bible, they'll use the King James because the King James is the closest Got it. to like old school. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they have their own Bible, but you would not it would not be surprising to find them with a King James version. Got it. Because it similar. It's so it's minus it's the just Catholic so, bits. Yeah. But it's still like so perfect to them. Okay. Wh- for whatever reason. Got you know it. what I mean? It's just like you're old and you use thou and the the so right. you're great. Yeah. Shakespearean wonderfulness or Makes what the fuck much, ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, that was the first explanation, okay? Okay. Was God's word. Sure. And so we don't know what that's about. Got it. Okay? Yeah. The second answer to the question is pride. Joab questioned David's motive. Like, remember when he came up and he's like, the fuck? Why are we doing a census? This makes no fucking sense. Yeah, yeah, Right? Um... So Joab was questioning David's motive behind the counting, suggesting that David was guilty of vanity and vainglory. Okay. And that he thought maybe, it suggested that he thought maybe that doing a count was a way for David to take credit for how Israel had grown and prospered during his reign. Mm. You know okay. what I mean? Because um, when the numbers came back, yeah. they were so increased. Right. And that, you know, obviously is like, Look how much I've grown this place, hey? hey? Right, right. So that speaks to his pride. Okay. So that's one reason that he might have. I'm, I'm assuming increased over the count that was done in numbers because mm-hmm. that was the last yes. time an official yes. count hypothetically has been done? Correct. Okay. Correct. So it would be in spite of all the wars that we've done and all of the um, nations being against each other and right. Coming apart and then coming back together. Look what I've done. I mean, let's not mention the hundreds of years that have passed since that last fucking census. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. (laughs) So here's the third reason. War. David desired the increase of the nation, as any leader would, but he probably wanted to measure the size of his army to know if he had enough force to conquer a neighboring nation. Right. Which, I mean, that's just good military sense, right? Sure. So... One of the notes is that the information delivered to him was not the actual population. It was only the men fit for military service. Well, they kind of said that in the chapter two. Like they yeah, said it was men of military age. Yeah, that that's counted, what I'm so, saying. Right. That's one of the notes. Right. So that really leans strongly toward why he might have wanted this information. Sure. It was 
the census was being used as a tool for the draft. Right. You know? Yep. So, um, the fourth reason was maybe money and power because, um, the census was also a tool used to exact taxes okay. and for kings to measure their power and manipulate and coerce based on that power. Got it. So I think it was probably reasons two, three, and four. Right. Leaving yeah, Satan like right out. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that doesn't really answer the question, why would God make him do this and then right. um, be like... Well, now I'm mad at you for doing right, yeah, this. Right, yeah, no, that made no sense. But the the point is that it might not have been God that told him to do it. Right. Or um, there were some apologists saying that God allowed um, Satan to move his heart to do this, to to use him as a tool. Oh, okay. This, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I I'm struggle with this. You. Like, if you're an all-powerful God, mm-hmm. why would you, A, one, like, the, fir- the first thing that you do is you're creating a an entity, an evil entity, mm-hmm. that has power over your people mm-hmm. to co-opt them and, and fight your will, right? Yeah. You're, you created this thing, okay? Mm-hmm. And then also, you then allow them to actually do the bad things to people that are your people? But it's supposed to... Okay, I'm going to take the side of the um, explainer here. Okay. Um, This is not my perspective. This is the perspective of somebody who would explain this to us. Sure, okay. Okay? Yeah. So please don't take this as me saying this is how I feel. Got it. Okay. So um, the answer to that would be that he has allowed this other entity in and gives him the room to come and go and to do bad upon his people to hone and shape them. Okay. To to force the people to learn and to be better and to prepare them, you know, for the great whatever. So his answer to honing and shaping is to kill 70,000 of them. Yes. Okay. And I'll get into that actually in a minute. Got it. So um, that's going to be in in the why did Israel get punished portion of our discussion here. Okay. Okay. So um, they also, a lot of the um, sources that I checked mentioned Job, the book of Job. Are you familiar with what happens in the book of Job? Not really, no. Um, I haven't read it, so this is all secondary but basically what's going to happen in the book of job is that god and the devil like literally yeah um they make a bet where the devil is like this guy job is so up your butt in love with you i bet if you give me the room to fuck his shit up that he will stop right praising you okay and so um he the the reason that this is mentioned is because Satan has to ask permission of God. May I please fuck with your guy? Right. And then God, because he's an asshole, does grant that permission. Yes, you may. The only stipulation being you can't kill my guy. Okay. So three different times the devil like wreaks complete havoc. I mean, he causes him to lose his family. He causes him to lose his livelihood. Good Lord. Um, by the end, I think he's like blind and crippled and stuff. Wow. And still 
the whole time he keeps praising God. So God is a smug fuck by the end and is like, right. see, my guy still loves me. Nah, nah. What a, I mean, yeah, that's just I have, that's such bullshit. I have very big, pro- a lot of people have very big problems with Job. Right. With, with not the book, with Job, right, not yeah. Job the person, the book of Job. Right, right. Because it's like, how could you do this? And then, of course, apologists will come in and either say, you know, well, it's just um, a parable. It didn't really happen. Mm. It's a story. Or they'll say, you know, God is all powerful and has his reasons. <laughs> right. And either way, those are unacceptable. Yeah. The parable sucks and God is a dick. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> those are my responses. But the reason that that book is brought up is in order to show that if... um Satan moves against man, such as in the case where he might have um, pushed David to do the census, he had to have permission from God to take this action. Got it. But they failed to cover that bit, so. But it does mention that in 1 Chronicles, when we get there, that it will say that Satan is the one who. Got it. um, Pushed. Right. Yeah, pushed. David to do the census. Okay. So right. I, I apologize. I don't normally do spoilery things where we get into books we haven't read yet, but the answer to this question is was, tied yeah. up. I got it. And shit we haven't read. Okay. So the next question is, um, why did David choose the plague? And you, your argument was, well, he didn't. He said, just leave it in God's hands. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, By saying that, he said, please let me fall into the hand of the Lord. That actually meant that he chose the plague because, and and actually this makes sense. Okay. The other two options, the king and his family would be insulated from danger. Okay. Like in the case of war, his own personal safety was in no danger because there was an ordinance preventing him from going into battle. So he would have been fine. Right. In the case of famine. His own wealth would have secured his and his family's own support. You know, they would have been fine. Um, David knew after all the information from the census came back and he was like, oh, I should have done that. Right. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck God. I'm sorry. I fucked it all up, didn't I? And God's like, yeah, you fucking did. So choose the punishment. One, two or three. And he says, "Um, I, I choose the one that is. That I could be affected by. Yeah, that I'm putting myself in your hands, not the hands of other men. Got it. So David knew that he had to expose himself to the chastisement of God. So this was like a, a test of his heart and his ability to think through and blah, 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 blah. Got it. Okay. Okay. And pestilence was the only one that would have exposed David and his household equally to the ravages of plague along with all of his subjects. Right. So he did choose the plague. And apparently that was the correct answer. Okay. So I'm not saying that I necessarily um, see where they're pulling all this from, but I, I get the logic. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about that answer? Uh, I find the whole explanation very unsatisfactory based on what we read. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I can I can accept the fact that this is part of a bigger book. Mm-hmm. And, okay, there's other sections. But to the best of my knowledge of what the Bible is, is it's a bunch of fucking rewrites from people who want to make it sound differently because they have different agendas at different times. And then the book was thrown together. Yeah. So 
to me, the the story just seems like absolute bullshit. Yeah. And and not only that, but it was preceded the previous two chapters by fluffing up this motherfucker, mm-hmm. and then just right into oh they fucked up, let's kill a bunch of people. Right. I'm like what? Wait, what? Yeah. God hasn't killed a bunch of people in a while. Like, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just like, eh, 70,000 dead. Yeah. And why? Just why? Like, I mean, I, I get it. You gave us why. But well, it's still stupid. You're asking the next question, which is the third question we had. Why did Israel get punished? Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, the verse was, the Lord's anger against Israel flared again and incited David to number Israel and Judah. Okay, that's that's the verse. Okay. Like God's anger, he was mad again. I, okay. I see, but it was hard to tell whether he was mad at Israel or the fact that David did the count. He was mad at both, and we are not given to know why. Okay. And this is the only question that I could not even find a halfway satisfactory answer it is all apologist. No, no actual answers. No actual or answers references from the Bible or, or whatever. Like, there's not even any kind of supposition. Well, in the times, blah 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 blah. Um, it it just what I could find basically was everybody is in agreement that God was angry with the whole nation for some undisclosed reason. Okay, and so thus God permitted David to fall into the sin. Of doing the count okay. so that he could then... It's like basically he gave the guy rope to hang him and the, his nation with. I guess. But, like, it just sounds like they're, they're, they are they're wanted to kill a bunch of people. Because it, it sounds to me like God initially, paint, you know, he, he punished David for a census. Mm-hmm. And let's just assume, let's assume that maybe... The, the devil influenced his first decision to take the census, and that's why God came back and was like, fuck you, which one are you picking? Plague, okay, here it is, right? Right. Okay. Well, it doesn't sound good to just kill 70,000 Israelites out of nowhere. So this is where they have to come up with a fucking reason. And I don't know that... Now, I could come up with a reason right off the top of my head, and I could say, yeah, those fucking Israelites are fickle motherfuckers, and they decide that they one day want to worship God, and the next day they want to worship some other fucking thing. And they're and, always warring at each other. Yeah, and they're always warring at each other. So right. sure, I can come up with a reason, but there was not a fucking reason given. Right. And that's what's bullshit here to me. Right. Is We're just supposed to either go along with, well, it's not ours to know. We can't have all the answers. Right. And it's God's plan, blah, blah, But no, blah. fuck that. This is God's word. You can give me the answer. Right. God should give me the answer. God should tell us why these people are being punished. Like, that's part of the explanation as to why you act... Why you should have to give a fucking reason why you killed 70,000 people other than somebody counted some people. Right. That That's bullshit. Right. Well, there are suggestions that he was mad at the nation for other stuff, which may have included all that fickle bullshit and sure. warring. yeah. But... He's mad at the nation, and we don't know specifically why. And that's what I'm taking issue with here. Right. Is that we don't know why. We don't know why, but, I mean, you just guessed why. Sure. And it makes perfect sense. I will grant you that 100%. But when you're talking about killing this many people and trying to explain why God killed this many people, there should be at least the briefest fucking sentence saying why. I agree. 
There's also the fact that um, today, particularly Americans, um, we are outraged at the idea of being forced to suffer for the guilt of somebody else. Right. Like, we believe that we only have to suffer for our own sins or whatever. Sure. Like, don't punish me for what somebody else fucking did. Yeah, it's the, you know, teacher punishes the whole class is bullshit syndrome. Yeah. Which I agree with. Like, I think that's bullshit. Totally, totally. But in the biblical perspective, um, that time period, their worldview was that we're all interconnected and each one's sin... Um, impacted the entire community. Right. So, Which is why they would take out fucking psychics and stone them in the streets. Right. Because they're like, oh, fuck no, not in my neighborhood. Right, exactly. And um, so, I mean, it kind of gets back into that early on. I don't remember what specifically we were discussing, but it was um, very much... They were interdependent, not just dependent, but interdependent upon each other for survival. Right. And so they had to keep each other on the up and up. And they had to be involved in each other's bizwax. Sure, sure. Yeah. And so from their perspective, one sin, they all sin. And they accepted that. We don't accept that today because we feel like we are not interconnected. We feel like... Man, I can go get my groceries by myself in my car with my keys and the gas that I bought. And I can come home to the house that I paid for. And what my neighbor does has nothing to fucking do with me. I wouldn't even recognize him on the street. Right? Like, we have zero, zero interconnectedness. Right. And I get the the use of interconnectedness as far as punishment because you know let's let's take a community like ours and let's say that something happened um where there was some sort of an incident that had to do with um you know like a a race relation of some type because we live in a very white um christian backward ass not backward ass but kind of backward ass it's a classy backward classy backward ass community right and you know at some level, the community has to take responsibility if something were to happen mm-hmm. to somebody because of how we are as a community, right? Like, right. The, you have to take some communal responsibility for mm-hmm. things that go wrong because of the community. And It's like when you get people that say, oh, I can't believe that happened here. This is not a town where mm-hmm. stuff like that happens. And it's like, well, but it is though. Right, yeah, I can see how that could happen, right? I absolutely could. Like, if you ask my neighbor, because they've never seen it, they would say, oh, that kind of stuff doesn't happen here. Right. But if you ask me and you, who are progressive and liberal... like, that's bound to happen here at some point. If you yeah, it hasn't, time. it hasn't yet, but it's absolutely not shocking that it has at this point. Right, right. So, yeah. it, so I mean, I, I understand communal responsibility, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, I also don't want to be punished for... The whole group because I don't consider myself part of this community. You know, like right. I don't want to be part of this community. I well, it's kind of like um, okay. Let me give a different example. The community that we do belong to is progressive and liberal. Yeah. And so when Al Franken, um, when we found out that he had made some sexual innuendos, yeah, our entire community. Liberals. Of liberals, not our neighborhood that we live in. Right. But the the 
community that you and I have fostered through uh, the news that we can consume and the online groups that we speak with sure. and and the friends and family that our who, community. Yes, yeah. our community. Um, we were very dismayed and disheartened, and some of us went so far as to say he needed to step down and blah, 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 and kind of right. took it overboard. But we were very hurt when somebody in our community, you know, did something that we didn't approve of. And, and we punished them accordingly. Right. And we, But we didn't mind as much our our community taking that hit because, yeah, yeah, that was wrong. Right. We have to stand by our, our you know... What we, what we stand for, we have to stand by it. Sure, so. sure. So I think that it's not a matter of we don't want to be punished for wrongdoers in our community. I think it's less that so much as that we want to be allowed to choose what our community is. Right. Because I'll be goddamned if I'm going to be punished for anything that happens in this town. <laughs> right. You know, that's, that's some bullshit. I don't believe in that. Yeah. But you have to be careful with that because then you get like the not all men and the not all white people and you don't want to be that guy either right you know but you also like i think that if you're going to not accept communal responsibility you have to have done something to fight it which you know you there you and um our kid went out to the black lives matter protest that was here in our town which was amazing right which was amazing and I mean, you know, like, there's not a lot of opportunity in a small town that we live in to do things like this, but I feel like we would and are on the right side of things when there is things like that available. I mean, I don't want to pat myself on the back too much. Like, one, well, no, but I, like I, I said, there's not a lot of opportunity. No, no I know. But, I'm just saying, like, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression, like, that I did one march, so I'm an awesome white person. No, but, we, I mean, like, we got together with our local Democrats and had a, you know, right. voting, or not a voting party, but, like, a, a debate party and... You know, we try to keep in contact with people in the neighborhood um, that we're friends with that are that Democrat and liberal and philosophy. stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we do what we can do right. to maintain who we are in this community as much as we are able to. I do call out racism, which is probably going to get me caught <laughs> shot one of these days. Right, right, yeah. But I'll, anyway, nev- I'll just never forget that one time when I was in... CBS and a guy an aisle over was talking about somebody um, they needed to go back to their country blah 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 right. and I didn't even catch the whole thing and I was like you know we're not all um, sharing your belief some of us over here are fine with people just being people and living here blah 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 yeah. and it was like crickets and then everybody got real quiet because it was kind of <laughs> crowded that day but I was like I mean, I'm not going to change you. I'm not going to make you not be racist, but I am going to make damn sure that you don't say that shit. Right, like, right. Like, not acceptable, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, anyway, that's way off topic. Right, we're on a tangent the, here. The whole point, though, is that I think maybe we don't mind being held accountable for our community as long as we get to decide what that community is. Right, which they obviously had no control over. Right. Because different times. Right, you know? right. So... so I don't know. I I certainly don't want to be held accountable for what America does because I'm like not on board right now with how America's behaving. Right. Yeah. That's. I mean, like, yeah. No, I mean, we're, we de- we're definitely putting out our you know flags like, hey, hey, not us. We don't agree. Yeah. We don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, sorry about all that. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
So those are the answers to those questions to the best that I could find. I, I don't know that they were really answers. It explains why they happened, but I'm not satisfied with the uh, the outcome of that chapter and those those book those, those, no, those chapters there. But it did set us up for expectations of what we are going to come across in future reading. Right. And I think it did invoke some interesting dialogue here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I don't know that I've ever thought about... Um, like, I'm that kid that's like, no, I'm not getting punished for other people. Period. Right. right. And it never really dawned on me, but what, how would I feel the same if I got to choose my community? Right. Right. You know? And, and well, so, I think, I think you already answered that. Yeah. You, you will stand up for what's right within your community and, yeah. and, and accept that maybe sometimes we do have to punish people in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, again, it still boils down to punishing people, not the entire community. Yeah, that's true, because, like, I don't want to get punished for what Al Franken did. But, and, and I don't even think what he did was, like, horrible and, oh, I'm probably going to get dragged well, let's, by... Well, let's look at it this way, though. I think that the reason, you know, students get punished communally, right, mm -hmm. as a group, right? Yeah. Um, let's say somebody does something wrong, right, in, mm -hmm. that, in that class, and the teacher's got their back turned, right? Mm -hmm. When they turn around and say, you're all going to go to, you know, lunch detention... Well, nobody's standing up and saying, it was this guy over here, generally speaking. No, I know. That's so generally fucking speaking. frustrating. So, you know, I'm not saying that it never happens, but I'm saying, generally speaking, nobody points out the person that actually did it and says, wait, we didn't do anything. It was just them. Yeah. You know, so they're communally punishing because probably through time and time again, this happening over and over and over again, mm -hmm. they know that nobody's going to, like... Argue it. Yeah. No. Well, no one's going to... Stand up and say this person did it, right? Or, or offer up the person because, on a plate, you know? Because snitches get stitches, right? Right. So teachers probably are just lazy and saying, "Well, fuck it, I'm just gonna punish y'all because I'm not dealing with this bullshit." You and, know what? And, and and I don't agree with it exactly, but I also kind of understand it. So I hate it because um, I have such a personal problem with it because my mom was that way. Like, if me and my sister were um, arguing over something and like, if I'm... Nine times out of ten, I was just trying to read my book and be left alone. Right. I just wanted to be left alone, and I had already cleaned my part of the room. Yeah. You know, because I'm a reader. I'm an organizer. I just want to organize my shit, lay on my bed, read my book. Don't nobody talk to me. Sure. My sister was always bothering me, right? And, like, when I would go and tell my mom, it was, you kids get along. Right. Well, what... That... I mean, I don't want to equate that to the years later I'm being told, find something in common and hug a Nazi. Like, but right. it's the same fucking concept. Right. I don't want to get along. I want to be left alone. And I don't want to find something in common with a Nazi. I want to not hug them. I yeah. don't care if we both like vanilla ice cream. They're racist pieces of shit who suck. Exactly. And in school... I don't want to stay in at recess. I want to go either outside and play or read my fucking book. Right. So, right. anyways. Yeah, moral of the story, don't hug Nazis. Yeah. And, uh, and also, I have problems. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. I don't know that we accomplished anything, but we talked about a lot of stuff. We did. So there's that. I enjoyed the conversation. That conversation was good. Yeah. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it, too. That was a Q with no A's, but lots of A's? Right. Well, I mean, there was A's, but not, you know. Not good ones. Not satisfactory ones, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
All right. Well, um, tomorrow I believe we have uh, two episodes coming out. Yes. Correct. Yes, it will be the Second Samuel wrap up, as well as oh, what's the other one? The contradictions episode. That oh yeah, done. yeah, yeah. The you're always wrong. Contradictions episode. Yeah. It, no, I'm telling you, it's <laughs> you're always wrong. That's what it's called. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow for one, both, or none of <laughs> the episodes, whichever you decide on, I guess. All right. And uh, you guys have a great whatever. Yeah. All right. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing today? Uh, we're doing the wrap-up for Second Samuel? Yeah, kind of. Um, normally we do, like, a... Uh, Summary and um, a pop quiz. Right. And I'm breaking up tradition this oh, time. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd do, like, a recap of First and Second Samuel and, um, you know, talk about, like, what parts we forgot. And, because it's one long story. Right, and right. it broke at a really odd place. Okay. So. Um, just to touch on some things here, we're not doing our contradictions today. No, we're doing those tomorrow. Right, so there'll be two episodes tomorrow, not today. Along with um, Sacrilegious Book Club. Right, right. And the weekly wrap-up. Yes. Or whatever, replay. replay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then that's all the notes I've got for today. So we're yeah. ready to go ahead and get into the episode here? Let's do it. All right. Okay, so I know we did an intro to 1 Samuel, and then we did another intro to 2 Samuel. Yeah. And um, we got into the, some of the history of the books, but those were both forever ago. Right. So, um, just as a reminder, according to Jewish tradition, the book of Samuel, which is 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel. Right. Um, it was broken into two, but was originally one big, long piece and according to Jewish tradition, it was originally written by Samuel with additions by the prophets Gad and Nathan. Because obviously Samuel dies. Right. And, <laughs> a while back. But those three are considered prophets. Okay. Okay. So yep. Samuel, because he was raised from the dead. Okay. And then Gad and Nathan. So right. it's a big deal. Okay. And um, First Chronicles is um which um sorry i was going through um sam king con that's how i remember oh, okay. this um first and second samuel and then comes first and second kings but when we get to first chronicles yeah it apparently is an account of david's reign okay so i think i mentioned that before but it's just worth repeating because um it, it's all very confusing and sure and back and forthy yep so um just another reminder um samuel was the final judge right which you know from the the time period of the judges judges, right right before the age of kings begins and that's what this period is called the age of kings okay so in samuel's old age he appoints his sons as judges right but because of their corruption the people ask for a king to rule over them. Only God and Samuel didn't like that very much. Well, apparently God was like, whatever, I guess. Okay. And Samuel was like, but that's dumb. 
And in spite of um, Samuel's misgivings, um, God directs Samuel to grant the people their wish. Right. But I still felt like he was, like, you're going to regret this type thing. Yeah, but he also told them, you know, it's stupid, but listen, as long as you guys behave, don't um, worship false idols and follow every single rule to the you know, to a T, right. be fine. Yeah. But, of course, they don't. Right. So, of I mean, course, never. they're not. Right. Right. I mean, to be fair, nobody ever follows any rules to the, you know. No. I mean, that's just saying, let's life. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, God gives them Saul from the tribe of Benjamin, whom yep. Samuel then anoints. A spear-throwing motherfucker. A spear-throwing motherfucker. Yeah. Saul, of course, disobeys Yahweh's instructions more than once. Yep. And his kingdom is in a constant state of war. Right. And it's just bad all the way around. Right. So Samuel rebukes Saul and tells him that God has now chosen another man to be king instead. Right. So God tells Samuel to anoint David, the youngest son of Jesse, as king. Right. Okay. Um, And the summary that I was pulling from really managed to gloss over a lot of the discrepancies and I'm sure <laughs> and they did it they did it masterfully yeah um because this is the way it's phrased Saul becomes ill and David comes to play the harp for him Saul takes a liking to David and David enters Saul's court as his armor bearer and harpist well that's a nice way to put uh he all that shit that gonna happened. be made king but then he wasn't but then he was but then he was again right yeah, yeah. Yeah. So And not to mention like Saul was like, I'm gonna kill you, I'm not gonna kill you, I'm gonna speed you, I'm gonna kill you, I'm yeah. gonna whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'm fucking I thought that psychotic, was you know. Really interesting little right. wrap up there. Yeah. Um during a war against the Philistines, a champion named Goliath emerges mm-hmm. and David slings a stone into Goliath's forehead, Goliath dies, and David cuts off Goliath's head with Goliath's sword. Awesome. Goliath killer who's not actually david but whatever it's right exactly exactly um saul becomes jealous of david after the israelites start singing about how much more successful david is well he did kill tens of thousands and he only killed his thousands so yeah you You gotta kill more people you know you you gotta do it right yeah so david joins the philistines out of fear of saul but makes the philistines believe he is attacking the israelites right i forgot all that yeah because it was so long ago. Right. Eventually, the Philistines go to war with the Israelites, and David goes with them. But meanwhile, Saul is growing increasingly anxious about the upcoming battle, but he can't get any words from God. Right. So that's when he visits the Witch of Endor. Yeah. And he contacts Samuel from beyond the grave. Right. Which right. Is, thereby makes Samuel a prophet. Sure. So Samuel reveals that the Philistines will win the battle... With Saul and his sons dying in the process. Right. So, like, if you trusted in that process, mm -hmm. why would you even go to fucking battle? I wouldn't. Right. I wouldn't. I'd be like, I'd just be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to move to another land. Womp womp. Or I'm out. You know? (laughs) Like, I'm done. Change of plan, guys. So, David can have the fucking land. Yep. Yep. I don't need all this. Right. When Saul is wounded during a raging battle, he asks his armor bearer, to run a sword through him rather than let him be captured by the Philistines. Mm, you were but right. then he does it himself when the armor bearer refuses. Right. Okay. Yeah. Except no, for that. Right. Except for that the guy then takes his crown. Remember well, there, there's the. The Philistines. 
find Saul and behead him, bending his head one way and his armor the other. And then when the citizens of Jabesh-Gilead hear what has happened, they take Saul's body and perform funerary rites in their city. Mm. But don't you remember there was the guy that brought David Saul's head? I'm getting to that. Or crown, not his head, his crown. I'm getting to that. Okay. Yeah. That is actually the end of First Samuel. Okay. Okay. Yep. It seems like it was much shorter and more succinct than Second Samuel, which is just crazy because it seemed awfully long when we were reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so David receives news from an Amalekite messenger that Saul and his sons are dead. David orders his death for having killed God's anointed. Got it. Okay, yeah, so right. that's what happened. Right. So dude is like, I'm going to get prize, and isn't it great? Yeah. And David's like, not so much. Even yeah. though he was trying to kill me, he was still God's anointed king. Right, but they also, that that's one of those contradictions that we mm-hmm. came across, because David says that he killed him, but it was actually, like, this according to the Bible, guy. well, no, the the... In the one part, David or uh, Saul fell on his own sword. Oh, right, right, and then right, right. When he goes to see David, David's like, "No, nah, you killed him." And yeah. It's like, well, I mean, did he though? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's all very confusing, right? But the whole reason that um, they make a point of saying that David was like, "No, um, I can't ever kill Saul ever," even though he's trying to kill me, is because they're trying to make him out to be purposely righteous and and justified to the crown except that he had many 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 flaws oh yeah totally totally i mean if you wanted to make him be righteous wouldn't you make him be righteous well they didn't mean a righteous man they meant righteously granted the power to be king got it he came by the crown honestly okay he didn't kill anybody to get it and he didn't um you know, take advantage or step on anybody to get where he got. Got it. He was a dick, definitely. He was a dick bag as a person. So they didn't want to. They basically went out of their way to make it make sure that it didn't sound like he usurped Saul's kingship. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, um, the elders of Judah then anoint David as king. Okay. Right. Yep. But Saul's son Ishbosheth was supported by Abner. Right. Who had taken control of the northern tribes. Mm. And so Joab's brother, Asael, um, chases Abner. Yep. And Abner kills him, which shocks everybody because that wasn't supposed to happen. Got it. So Ishbosheth then accuses Abner of sleeping with Saul's concubine, Rispa. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Abner offers to join David because he's like, I did not. Fuck you. Fine. I'll just take my toys and go play at the other house. But then Joab was like, nah, man. Right. You're Which, not doing this shit. But David accepts um, accepts this offer. Yeah, right, totally right. come to me as long as he brings Michael with him because um, he had fallen in love with and married um, uh, Saul's daughter, Michael. Right. And... So, following the return of Michael, Abner agrees to get the elders of Israel to make David the king. Got it. And we're getting to Joab doing a murder. Right, right. Joab believes Abner was lying in his purpose of coming to David and kills him. So, that's the first murder. Right. There's two more coming. Yeah. And it's important that we remember this because later on in one of the 
I don't know, Kings or Chronicles or some shit. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Joab. No, 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 David. No, no. David is going to tell his son Solomon. Yeah. Um, don't. Whatever you do, don't let Joab go to his grave, okay? Because he's got blood on his hands, just so you know. Oh. Like, that's a thing that... Wow. Is, yeah. So there was some contention there. Right. That we don't read about here. But right. apparently he's going to tell his son, I'm not telling you what to do, I'm just saying. Right, right. So, you know, deal with him however you want, but he killed a lot of people in his time that I didn't tell him to kill. Right. So, yeah, these add up. Got so it. I'm glad that we made note of that last time so that I could pay attention to them as we're going through this. Sure. So, um, yeah, so they then buried, um, okay, wait, sorry, I lost my place here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he, um, Joab killed, um, Abner. Yeah. In revenge for a sale. Got it. Okay. Yep. And then Ishbosheth is murdered by two of David's captains, and they bring his head to David. Yeah. Hoping for a reward. Right. But David is like, fuck you, I didn't tell you to do that. And so he kills them for right. having killed an innocent man. Because I think they killed him in his bed. Right. Or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so Ishbosheth's head is then buried in Abner's tomb. Got it. I think these would make a really great movie, if I'm being honest. Yeah? Yeah. Like, this is interesting. Like, it, and it's hard for me to keep all the people straight because there's too many names. I don't really want these to be made into a movie, though, because, like, they'd say it would yeah. be taken, they would be a religious movie. Yeah, I don't not, want... not, like, a historical movie. Yeah, I don't so. want that. I want, like, a really cool drama that I can follow and, like, understand the character's motives. Like, some kind of a hbo or netflix thing right but not with like a christian spin to try to like convince me you know oh god and the magic and blah 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 like i don't want that part it would be really cool if we were like past christianity yeah like you know how we are with like you know zeus and the whole exactly you know like we can look back and be like yeah let's ha let's have some fun stories with those things exactly right? like we can make movies about the greek gods and it's fine yeah. and you don't feel like there's some agenda right hidden there right. i don't need no christian agenda in my dramas right so the only other surviving member of ishbosheth's family is do you remember um, is this Meshibbeth? Whatever yes. his name is? Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. Jonathan's disabled son. Right. And I think that it was um, Jonathan and David's son. Except that there was then seven sons that they killed later. Well, they're not, um, they're not Ishbosheth's sons. They're his other, like, brother's sons or whatever. Got it. And I just realized you said Jonathan and David's son. And that was funny, but I didn't <laughs> That was didn't funny. Sorry. I know. You rolled right over it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's their baby. Right. Yeah. But he got, he got dropped, so he's got crippled feet. Poor guy. Yeah. So David's anointed king of all Israel. Yay! He's Yay. the king. King is king. Right. So then David captures Jerusalem from the Jebusites and takes over the fortress of Zion. Yay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I guess that's good. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Uh, he didn't hold on to it very long, though. No. No. So. So David then wants to bring the ark from Kariath Jerem. Right. To Jerusalem. And so he puts it on a cart. Right. And that guy, like, you know, had to steady it and then it. died. Yeah. yeah. He employs the priest Uzzah and Ahio to accompany it. 
and a grand procession with musical instruments is organized, but it comes <laughs> to a sudden halt when the oxen stumble. Yeah. And then Uzzah touches the ark and dies, like you said. Right. He melts. Because God didn't want him to do that. Yeah. I think you said that he, like, punched God in the balls accidentally. Yeah. Well, on that episode I did, yeah. 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 That would be funny. That would be funny. So David is afraid to take it any further. Yeah. And so he stores it with Obed-Adam. Right. And um, it stays there for three months, and that family gets nothing but blessings. So then David's like, phew, I guess we're safe to take it back to Jerusalem Yeah, I'll take that from you now. Yeah, yeah. No no more blessings for you guys. I want some blessings. So as part of the ceremony bringing the ark into the city, David dances like a fucking loon. Right, and all the women are like, woo. Because he's swinging his dick around because right. he's not wearing anything but his ephod. <laughs> so he's like, the boop, boop, doop, boop, doop. Right, and but as I call Michael's very not happy about this. She's like, the fuck are you doing, weirdo? Right. But David's like, I wasn't dancing for you. I was dancing for God, so fuck off. Mm. And um, I wasn't being undignified, so eat my ass. And then um, Michael never gets to have any kids after that. Right, yeah. May or may not be related to the fact <laughs> that she was irritated. It right. may or may not be that he he decided not to fuck her because she made fun of him. Yeah. You yeah. know, who right. could know? Right. So David wishes to build a temple saying that um, it's not cool that the ark of God that, you know, here's David living in a fucking palace, yeah. you know, in a city of David named after him. God needs something similar. And God lives in a tent. Right. Which, I mean, that sounds right. I mean, God told them to build the fucking tent, so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then Nathan, a prophet, agrees. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that sounds right. But that night Nathan has a dream in which God informs him that David should not build him a temple. Right. For three reasons. Okay. Do you remember the reasons? I don't, I do not. First of all, God never commanded it. So right. know, he's like, it's none of your business. I sure. never complained about it. You're the one with the fucking problem. Right. Ephod wiener dancer. Yeah. Second, God is still working to build David and his house up to establish the Israelites in the promised land. I'm not sure what that has yeah, to that, do with. That doesn't really necessarily mean right? anything there, but okay. That was just, it was a reason given in the summary. I guess he's like saying like, my palace is can't be complete i have to still live in a tent because you guys aren't done yet right right so like symbolism blah 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 sure which boring (laughs) so thirdly god will establish one of david's sons as king who will build the temple and his house will never be out of power so that kind of goes along with the second symbol blah 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 okay like um until israel is ready for me to live in a palace yeah like, I am only going to live in a tent. Like, God, you're weird. Right. You know? Yeah. So, Nathan reports this to David, and then David prays to God, thanking him, and he's happy, yay. Sure. Because he's like, oh, then I, fine, won't build you a fucking palace. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. No fucking skin off my nose, stupid. Right. Less work I gotta do. Exactly. So then David asks around if anyone else from the house of Saul is still alive so he can show kindness to them in memory of Jonathan. Right. And then um, Ziba, one of Saul's servants, tells him about Mephibosheth. Right. And And we were like, what the fuck about, what about Michael, man? Yeah. She's part of that house. She's a girl. Girls don't care. I know, I know. He he wants to help a dude real bad. Yeah. Plus, he's in love with David, or with uh, Jonathan. Sure. And so he was just hoping, like, to pass on... 
his love of Jonathan to one of Jonathan's kids. Right, right. So Mephibosheth gets to move in to the fucking castle and eat at his table and have all of his lands worked for him. Right. So that's awesome. Yep. And then Nahash, king of Ammon, dies, and his son Hanon, I keep wanting to say Hunan, like the <laughs> Hunan house that we order, we used to order Chinese food from. Right. But, no, it's not Hunan, it's Hanon. Right. Um, then David sends his condolences. Do you remember this? No. But they're like, yeah, right. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so where then, they shave the guy's beard, half beard. And, and make them walk around with their pants off. Right, right, yeah. To show off their circumcised dicks. Yeah. And, yeah, so they get made fun of. But then they die for making fun of people. Pretty much. Because when David hears this, he sends Joab to lead his own army to their city. And then the Ammonites are in battle formation. But the Arameans flee from Joab, causing the Ammonites to also flee. Because uh, remember, Joab had split up his army into three. Right. And he's like, whoever, um, you know, fights, whoever needs help, one one of the other armies will go help the others. Right. But it turns out that they all fucking ran away. Sure. So the Arameans realize they can't win, so they make peace with Israel and then refuse to help the Ammonites ever again. Got it. And the following spring, Joab destroys the Ammonites. Boom. Right, that'll show him. Blows them up. Yep. While Joab is off at war, David remains home in Jerusalem. And what does he do? Uh, collects more wives, probably. Oh, no, that's why. That's where Bathsheba happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's standing on the roof of his palace, and he sees a naked woman performing her post-period ablutions. Right. Cleaning up, you know, yep. making herself holy. Right. And he learns her name is Bathsheba, and they have sex. Yeah, they do. I think that he rapes her, but... Right, I mean, yeah. It doesn't say one way or the other, but I am pretty Given the times, given how things were back then. Yeah. I mean, even if she agreed to it, like, it's not exactly like she had a choice. Right. So. But, like, I know we've talked about this already, but they just make it seem like this is one of the greatest love stories, and it's like... Right. No, it's actually not. There was even a 1951 movie about the... I know. We still still gotta watch that shitty thing. We do. But I just, I don't know, there's too much good shows on right now. Right. i got to watch the Orville, yeah. you know? Yeah, So, anyway, they have sex, and she becomes pregnant. Yep, she does. So. And David does not want to uh, disclose this information. Nope. He's like, all. I don't want to have a baby. So, he ca- recalls Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. Right. And um, he's like, hey... Um, don't you want to go home and see your wife? Time for you to go have sex to make her pregnant. He's like, no, man, I got to get back to my friends out there to help them. Yeah, so he sleeps in the doorway to the palace because he's like, you might need me because we're at all these wars all the time. Right, right. So then in spite of inviting him to all these feasts and stuff, trying to get him drunk and... Multiple times. Multiple times. Uriah is just, he's a good man and and a good husband because he's like, nope, nope, nope. Yep. He can't go home. I'm busy. I'm at war. Right. I'm working. Wouldn't be right. Yep. So then David deliberately sends Uriah on a suicide mission. Yeah. And David loses some of his best warriors in that mission. Yeah, that was really dumb. Yeah. But he got him killed. Yay! Right. Yay. So after Bathsheba has finished mourning Uriah, David marries her. And yep. then she gives birth. Because, you know, yeah. that's how that works. It's disgusting. Right. Then Nathan... The, um... Prophet. Prophet. Yep. 
he comes to David and tells him a parable. Do you remember the parable? Somewhat. I remember that there was one. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but... In a town, there are a rich man and a poor man. The rich man has much livestock, but the poor man only has one lamb, whom he loves like a child. One day, the rich man has a guest, and instead of slaughtering one of his own livestock, demands the poor man's lamb. David insists the rich man must be put to death, but Nathan tells him he is the man. Right. My guy! Can you not do analogy? He can't. This was pre-analogy years. Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't. Apparently, that was exclusive to prophets. You know. Yeah. They yeah. were the only ones that could do that kind of stuff. Yep. It was a special skill. Because they do it again later when. Right. Right. The old woman, the wise woman, comes and talks to him, and yeah. she's like, "The fuck, my guy." Right. So, um, he's he's saying you've committed a sin to get something that you already have plenty of wives. Right. And he prophecies that his family will be gripped by violence and someone will have affairs with his wives publicly. But then next, actually, that, that one comes pass. true. Yeah. 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 And his family is gripped by violence. Yeah. I mean, but they were before this, too. So. Right. But. I, mean, I don't know that that's exactly whatever. Well, I mean. Yeah. It, it happens. His son, he his own son goes to war against him. Right. Right. That's, that's not true. standard. That's true. So David repents, and Nathan tells him that he is forgiven and will not die, but his son from Bathsheba yeah. will die. Right. And the child becomes ill, and then even though David spends his time fasting and praying, the kid still dies. And then once he died, he's like, I'm good. Yep. And they're like, the fuck? And he's like, fasting ain't gonna bring him back. He dead. Right. So um, they they mourn him. And then they have a second kid named Solomon. And that's the one that we're going to learn about in the coming books. Sure. He's also sometimes called Jedediah. Okay. FYI. So right. that's important news to know. Right. So this is where we start talking about some of David's other gross kids. Amon, David's son by Ahinoam, um, fell in love with his half-sister Tamar. Right. David's daughter by Makah. Yeah. So, um, Amnon's advisor suggests he pretend to be ill. Right. To get Tamar to come in and make bread for him so he can eat out of her hand. And then she comes in and he he says, come into my bedroom. And then he rapes her. And then after he does that, he forces her to leave. And is like, he wouldn't even have anything to do with her. Right. So, he just basically ruined her. Yep. He's disgusting. So she rips her gown, which had symbolized that she was a virgin, and puts ashes on her hands and walks around wailing. Yep. Which, you know, mental health is a thing. Right, right. So, Tamar's brother, sorry, I just, like, stuttered just then. <laughs> but Tamar's brother Absalom and David both learn about this, and they become angry. Right. One does something about it, though. Eventually, and, but yeah. I mean, he bit by this time, but yeah. Yeah. So two years later, Absalom is shearing sheep, and he invites David and all his sons to come, but David refuses to come. Right. But he does bless him and send Amnon and the rest of his sons to him. Right. Here, here's the rapist and all my other kids. Gross. Yep. So Absalom holds a feast and gets Amnon drunk. He then instructs his servants to kill Amnon in revenge for his rape of Tamar. I think that there should be a story about Tamar. Because... Yeah. She does she's not... A, well, just, she just kind of fades away after this. Like, there's not really yeah. any follow-up as to what happened exactly. or anything. Like, so. justice for Tamar, you right, know? Right, right. 
David's other sons are disgusted by this murder, even though it was justified. And so they return to Jerusalem. And then David hears a rumor that Absalom had killed all of David's sons. Right. But Jonadab assures him it was only Amnon. It's just it's just the rapist. Yeah. The, not the other guys. Yeah. Meanwhile, Absalom goes to live with his grandfather for three fucking years. Because yeah. his dad is a piece of shit. Right. So David finishes mourning for Amnon. And then he considers visiting Absalom. He considers that. I don't even remember him considering visiting. I remember he thought about it. He Joab missed him. asking to come back. He but... misses him. Right. Joab knows. Okay, he there was. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. So Joab wants to help David. Yeah. And he tells a wise woman to travel. Here's where we get to the second parable. Yeah. Pretending to be in mourning and speak to the king. The woman tells a story about her two sons, one of whom was killed, and the other whose death is now being called for, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, whatever. Right. And so David agrees to issue a decree ensuring that her son is not killed. But then the woman turns this back on David and asks, why then are you not forgiving your own son? Right, David. Come on, man. Analogy, my guy. Yeah. And so then she admits that Joab put her up to this, and David agrees to allow Absalom back into Jerusalem. But he's not going to let him visit him. But he insists he does not come to the palace. Right, right. right. You remember so much of this. Like, I did not remember this until (laughs) I was going back through it. You're good. Absalom becomes popular in Jerusalem due to his great looks because he's beautiful. Had that beautiful hair and that mm-hmm. like cut off like 25 pounds of it at one point. Yeah, like, yeah. for something. I don't remember what that was for. But I don't either, but something. who cares? Yeah. Um, who two, the fuck has 25 pounds of hair? Not it. I just was, you know, like, that's crazy. Not it. Two years pass without Absalom being recalled to court. And all this time he's getting pissed. Right. So when Joab refuses to help him, Absalom sets Joab's... Um, field on fire. Yeah. And that gets Joab's attention. Yep. So then finally, Absalom manages to convince him to persuade David to allow him to come to court. Yep. So they go to court. Right. Absalom then begins campaigning because he's like, oh, isn't it? It's too bad there's nobody good to listen to you, huh? Yeah. No, he's so, setting up for war here. Yeah. He's like really... Or he's setting up to take over his job. He's attacking morale. Right. Is what he's doing. He's campaigning to become a judge by waiting outside the city gate, and he listens to the concerns of the people and pretends that there's nobody to hear him, and he's like, too bad. Right. He also embraces anybody who bows to him, but he's like, no, 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 don't bow. Don't bow to me. I'm nothing. And right. So he's playing like... The people's card. The people card, yeah. Like the populace. Right. So four years pass, and Absalom hatches a plan to get the tribes of Israel to proclaim him king. Mm-hmm. David is told of the increasing support for Absalom, and he decides to flee to Jerusalem. And he takes with him all his wives, except for ten concubines right. that he leaves behind. Yeah. And which was they'll, stupid. They'll get, they'll know, get done. raped on a yeah. roof. So, and here we go. Ahithophel suggests Absalom sleeps with David's concubines yeah. just to be a dick. Right. And Absalom pitches a tent, yeah, he does, on the <laughs> palace roof, and he does it in view of all the Israelites, because he's nasty. Right. David, and, and the, that thereby, you know, fulfills Nathan's um, prophecy. Yeah. David intends to come into battle with his men, but his generals are like, no, 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 no. So he stays at the city and instructs his generals to be gentle with Absalom. But that is not what happened. Not at all. Battle, Though they could have spared him. They, they could have. Except for Joab. Joab was like, nah, right. not happening. Yeah. 
So the battle is a victory for David. And as Absalom meets David's men, he passes under a tree and his long hair gets caught in the tree. That fucking hair. And he is hanged. Joab gets word of this, finds him, and plunges three javelins into his fucking heart. Yep. Killing him. So that's death number two. Right. And Joab declares the battle over and buries Absalom. Yep. When David learns the news of his victories and of his son's death, he begins to mourn, wishing he had died instead of Absalom. This prompts his men to start mourning as well. And then Joab's like, the fuck? This is not cool. Right. So he points out that the battle has saved not only David's life, but the lives of the rest of his wives and concubines. Yep. And he's like, this is humiliating. Stop wor- Stop crying over people that are fighting you and start worrying about people that are fighting for you. Yeah, exactly. So David agrees and he comes out and he encourages his guys. Yep. So given the sudden change in situation, the elders of Israel begin to argue about what to do next. They don't know. Yeah. Because what, what we're do? not used to not fighting. Yeah. So David convinces the elders of Judah to escort him back to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And then a scuffle breaks out because, of course, it does. Because right. they're like, why do they get to escort you? Yeah, that was ridiculous. And so in attempting to resolve the issue, a Benjaminite named Sheba, yep. son of Bichri, launches a rebellion against David because we just got out of one of those. Right. And so all the tribes except Judah... Um, get into this. Right. So David puts the ten concubines who were left behind into a guarded house and gives them pensions, but he doesn't sleep with them because they're gross now. They got raped. Right, right. So he he allows them to live the rest of their lives as widows. Yeah, how nice of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm rolling my eyes, sorry. I know. I know you guys can't see that, so. Yeah, yeah. That's like that backslash S for sarcasm. <laughs> right. He then begins to sort out a defense against Sheba. He tells Amasa, the general... That to amass an army. That he wishes to replace Joab. Yeah. Yeah, he tells him to, to go get an army together. Yeah. To summon the Judahite troops. I guess you could see some of the contention between David and Joab at this point because mm-hmm. he's trying to replace them. Yeah. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. When we were going over, why did... Um, Joab just murdered this guy out of nowhere. It wasn't right. out of nowhere. And right. he I had sympathy for Joab. Yeah. You know, he's it's not cool what's happening. Right, but also there might be some like he might be just trying to secure like Joab might be just trying to keep his job too. He is. He so. definitely is. But he he's also trying to protect the king, you know, and the kingdom. Right. And he can't do that if he's not in that position. Right. So some of it, yes, is selfish, but I think some of it is also for the greater good, you know? Sure. I, I don't know. People will do some crazy things to, and, and they'll justify it to hold on to their shit. Right. So, um, anyway, he, uh, David tells um, Amasa to go get those troops together within three days, but he fails. So then David tells Abishai and Joab to start pursuing Sheba. And they effectively put down the rebellion before it has even begun. But Amasa goes to meet Joab, and Joab stabs him in the stomach, killing right. him. As I recall, they didn't even have to put down a rebellion because Mm-mm. the fucking lady was like, Hey, hold on a second. We'll, yeah, we're we'll getting toss there. his fucking head over the, the tower thing. Yeah, so they begin to lay siege to Sheba's stronghold. But a, like you said, a wise woman is like, Why do you want to destroy the city? That's mean. Right. And Joab's like, We don't want to destroy the city. We just want Sheba. Right. 
So the wise woman cuts off his head and throws it to him from the city walls. Yep. That ended the siege, like right. you said. So Second Samuel then concludes with four chapters that are weird and stupid. Yes, they were. And they lie outside the chronological succession nar- succession narrative of Saul and David. Yeah. And this is a narrative that will continue in the Book of Kings. Okay. So this is not going to get better. Got it. FYI. And that's why when I read that, I was like, oh, we need to do a summary recap then if we're not done yet with the, all these fucking people. Right. So chapter 21 is where we start going into weirdo land. And it's the story of the three-year-long famine that takes place at the start of David's reign. And God explains it's a punishment for Saul's genocide of the Gibeonites. Right. And um, Israel was supposed to have spared them, but Saul had massacred them. Yeah. And so um, instead of being like, I would be, which is like, that's not my fault. Fuck. Whatever. Yeah, no, we got the seven guys together and yep. for the mallet or whoever it was and yep. um, ex- had to send them over to be executed. Yeah, yeah. He asked what he could do to make amends and they're like, give us seven dudes. And so he does. Um, he spares Mephibosheth, but he hands over seven other. Huh? He also handed over Mephibosheth. No, he didn't. There was two Mephibosheths. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. No, but the one that we know. The, we think. Did they ever clarify that exactly? Yeah. It, it's Jonathan's son he spared. Okay. The crippled one that was Jonathan's son. He loved him. He spared him. Okay. But he did hand over the other descendants um, of Saul's through the other kids. Right. Um, so their bodies were exposed at the start of the barley harvest. Yeah, and there was the people that sat with them for the entire harvest Rizpa, period. And, yeah, Because she was one of the moms. Right. And so then David agreed to take the bones of Saul, Jonathan, and all those killed by the Gibeonites, so those seven kids, and bury them in the tomb of Kish at Zila. And I don't know why that's important. Um, I probably should probably have looked not. that up at some point. Right, yeah. But that pleases God and the famine ends. Because Yay. we like murder. Right. So chapter 22 is that fucking song. Yep. And I'm not even... No, it it's, doesn't even need... It just it was stupid. How's that? It was so fucking stupid. Done. And then chapter 23 is David's last words, in which he expresses gladness at the goodness of his house. Right. And it tells the stories of um, his mighty warriors and the guys known as the, the 30. Three. The, the three, three and, the 30. and then the 30. Yeah. yeah. And then chapter 24 tells the story of more calamities on Israel where God is angry once again at Israel. Right. And instructs David to take a census. And Joab has reservations but ultimately relents. And then when the results come in, David's like, what the fuck? Oh, no, I did bad and wrong. And he begs God for mercy. Yeah. And this is where Gad the prophet, like, I don't know what happened to Nathan, but now we got Gad. Right. He offers David three choices of punishment, either three years of plague, three months of pursuit by enemies, or three days of plague. Right. So famine, war, plague. And he chooses the plague. Yeah. And 70,000 people die. Right. Because that makes perfect fucking sense. In no way whatsoever. Right. And so um, after three days, the angel of death reaches Jerusalem, and he's on the threshing floor of a man named Aruna. The Jebusite. Yep. And God tells him to stop. 
And David's horrified, arguing that it should be him and his family that are punished. Right. And so um, he buys the land, builds an altar, and stops the plague. And I mean, it hypothetically would have stopped anyway, but whatever. Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, it was only supposed to be three days. Right. So yeah. that's another case of why do I have to... Um, um, do a thing that you already set the rules. You already said it would only be three days. Right. So. Yep. Um, and that was just like a really weird, odd place to to end because there is more coming. Sure. About this guy. Yeah. So I don't really understand, like, why it starts in a new book. I don't know exactly myself. I guess we'll find out. I guess. I just, I don't like the way that these are broken up. Yeah. And... I feel like if we had done a pop quiz, we would have failed. I, well, I you thought would I did have, pretty good. You would have done great. I would have failed because I didn't remember which parts were in First Samuel and which parts were in Second Samuel. Yeah. I barely remembered some of the stories. Right. So I am glad we did a recap. Okay. Well, that's uh, our recap for Second Samuel and, and First Samuel. Yeah. And tomorrow we'll be coming back with two more episodes. One's going to be the... Uh, You're always wrong. The contradictions. You're always wrong. And the other one will be the... Um, Sacrilegious Book Club. That one. All right. We'll <laughs> see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you know what we're doing now? Uh, Bible contradictions. No, it's called You're Always Wrong. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just why? Because singing makes everything better. Does it really, though? It really does. Okay. Just ask anybody. Anybody, huh? Mm-hmm. Besides, okay. you're always wrong, so, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be doing uh, Bible Contradictions for Second Samuel. Mm-hmm. And let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. Okay, so let's just jump right into this Second Samuel discrepancies and contradictions. Yeah. Okay. So, how did Saul die? Uh, Saul died. Um, I don't remember. At this, didn't he die in a chair? No, that was somebody else. That was Sam. <laughs> Shit. Saul. There's so many people that die in the Bible. Uh, wait. Oh, oh, that's right. He had he fell on a sword, but no. Somebody else decapitated him. You have to pick one. But he, you I, have to I, pick one. I go with he fell on a sword. Okay. So you're right. He committed suicide. Right. In 1 Samuel chapter 31, um, verses 4 through 6, somewhere thereabouts, he says, Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. So Saul died. Right. But you're always wrong. Because <laughs> um, not only did he commit suicide, it was also an Amalekite, the Philistines, and God. Depending. Holy shit. That's yeah. a lot of fucking, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was all kinds of wrong. Yeah. And right. And right. So, but that was First Samuel, right? Yeah. In Second Samuel chapter 1, verses 8 through 10, it says something like, And he, Saul, said unto me, Who art thou? And I answered him, I'm an Amalekite. He said unto me again, Stand, I pray thee, upon me and slay me. So I stood upon him and I slew him. Ah. So... This dude says, I'm an Amalekite. He says this to David. Right, you know, right. Yeah. I'm an Amalekite and I killed him. Right. But then also in 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 12, 
it was the Philistines. The Philistines had slain Saul. Huh. And then... Jesus. In First Chronicles, which we haven't got to yet. Yeah, but okay. But we're approaching the kings and the chronicles. But just to add to the ridiculousness of how many people killed Saul. Yeah. <laughs> it was God. In First Chronicles chapter 10, verse 14... So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, even against the word of the Lord, which he kept not, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit, you know, the witch of Endor, right. to inquire of it, and inquired not of the Lord. Therefore, he slew him and turned the kingdom unto David, the son of Jesse. Interesting. So that one's kind of questionable because God slew him, you know, yeah. but using other people. Right. Either right. the Philistines and Amalekite or Or even suicide. himself. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so you're wrong. Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. Number two, did all of Saul's family die with him? Yes or no? No. No. You are right. Um, in Second Samuel chapter two, verses one through seven, um, it, thereabouts, it goes on. Your master Saul is dead, but Abner took Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, and brought him over to Manaheim and made him king. And then also in chapter 2, or I'm sorry, 2 Samuel chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. Yeah. Says something like, the king took the two sons of Rizbah, the daughter of Aiah, whom she bare unto Saul, and the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, and he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. Right. And they fell all seven together and were put to death. So no. And that's also all not of, even mentioning Michael. Right. Well, it did really. actually, well, okay. but I'm going to get to that in a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, so no, um, all of Saul's family did not die with him, but guess what? But they did. You're always wrong. Right. Because also, yes, yes, all of Saul's family did die with him. In First Chronicles, which again, we haven't got to yet. Okay. Chapter 10, verse 6. So Saul died and his three sons and all of his house died together. The end. Well, they kind of said that. I thought they said that also in First Samuel. I thought they did too, but I didn't see that listed on the site I was Got using. It. So, but it seemed like they did though. Cause... But I just I didn't want to go. I, I don't know. I was busy. I had a lot to look up. So right. Okay. They probably did. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, here we go. Here we go. Number three. How many Philistine foreskins did David buy his first wife Michael with? One hundred or two hundred? Which one? Two hundred. Two hundred. You're right. Because in First Samuel chapter eighteen. Verse 27, it says, Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines 200 men. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full tale to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michael, his daughter, to wife. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. But also, guess what? I'm wrong. You're always wrong. Fuck. It was 100. Because in 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 14, it says, And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife Michael, which I espoused to me for an, an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And we right. called that one out at the time. Well, yeah, we did. Yeah. I was like, nah, he got 200, mm -hmm, man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so number four. When did Absalom rebel against David? Here's your choices. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. After 40 years or less than 40 years? Did you say uh, 40 years? When did Absalom rebel against David? After or less than 40 years? Less than. That's what you would 40? think, right? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was four years. That's what I thought. But, okay, so let's go with less than four years. Okay, so you're right. Oh, cause oh you said 40 or four? 40. Four zero. Okay. 40. Okay. Okay, so you're right. 
less than 40 years, because David only ruled for a total of 40 years, right? right? yeah. Yeah. In 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 4, it says David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. Okay, so, right, know, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But guess what? What? You're always wrong. But we can't be if you only ruled. Okay. No. no. Okay. You just don't know. All right. You don't know. The Bible can have it both ways. Yeah. Because in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verses 7 through 10, it says, And it came to pass after 40 years that Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, As soon as ye hear the sound of the trumpet, then ye shall say, Absalom reigneth in Hebron. Mm. So, okay. he either waited 40 years or he didn't. I'm going to go with didn't. I would think didn't as well. Because right. David only ruled for 40 years. Right, but, so that makes no sense. Right, but, you know, the Bible unless they're says... Count, unless they're counting, like, his 40 years, like he was born... And then waited until he was forty to do it. <laughs> like he, he waited mean, until he was forty. That's forty years. Well, I so, just don't know about all that. I'm just saying. But I, I'm just trying to help the the, the apologist. Bible, you the know, the apologist. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, the Bible's never wrong. It has it both ways. <laughs> always. Yeah. Okay. Number five. How long was the Ark of the Covenant at Abinadab's house? Three months. Twenty years, or more what? than, or more than forty years. What? Not not the time when they were like, oh, shit. Oh. Not that time. Oh, oh, not the time oh, oh. that it killed Uzzah. I'm going to go with 20 because it had to be within David's reign. Right. So, like, I would think that it wouldn't be the whole fucking time. Exactly, like, you know? right? Yeah. yeah. So, you're right. It was 20 years because in First Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, it says, For it was 20 years, and all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. And that was before Saul was made king, even. Got so, it. Got it. You know, okay. Yeah. So 20 years, right? Yeah. But you're always wrong. Awesome. It was more than 40 years also. Because wow. Saul, David's predecessor, was king for 40 years. So the ark must have been at Abinadab's house for more than 40 years. Since it was, it was taken yeah. to Abinadab's house before Saul became king and remained there until David succeeded him. Interesting. And in Second Samuel chapter 6, verses 2 and 3, it says, And David arose to bring up thence the ark of God, and they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab that was in Gibeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. we didn't catch that one. No, we didn't. Because that's mad. Well, well, but yeah, it's obscure. I mean, yeah. it's, not, it's not obscure. It's right there. But I mean, like, it's, it would require you to, like... Remember. Remember exact times and yeah. things that happen exactly. And that's what the internet is for. Right, yeah. yeah. So this is fun. It is. Okay, number six. Okay. Is, is dancing a sin? Yes or no? Oh, uh, I mean, David danced, so I'm going to go with no. No, okay. You are right. It's not a sin. Okay. Because first, I mean, let's go way back into Exodus. Miriam and the Israelite women danced to celebrate the drowning of Pharaoh's army. Right. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Miriam... Um, in Exodus chapter 15, verses 20 and 21, and Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. I remember commenting when we read that, like, oh, so Footloose got it wrong. Dancing right. is in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> Then there was also David killed Goliath, and the women danced in every city of Israel. Right. 
in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 6 through 7, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Right. That's what they were singing. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, as you pointed out, David danced half naked in front of God, which God loved. Right. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. Yeah. And David danced before the Lord with all his might, shaking his ding dong back and forth. Yeah. Because all he wore was his fucking ephod. Right. Yeah. So, no, no. Dancing is not a sin. But guess what? It is. You're always <sighs> wrong. Okay. Because, yes, dancing is absolutely a sin. When Moses returned from Mount Sinai and found the people dancing around a golden calf, he and God went on a murderous rampage. But I thought that was because of the golden rat calf. That's what I thought, too. So that one was questionable. Okay. But there's, there were a few other places, but they were way out of our reach that we haven't read. Like, oh, okay. I don't mind stretching into Kings and Chronicles a little bit because that's still part of the same story sure, that sure. we're reading. Um, but there were so many other ones. But I just wanted, okay. to, I just wanted that one. So apparently one because... later, dancing becomes taboo. Mm. Apparently, mm. God at some point's like... You know, no. these people really can't dance. I'm just going to make this, like, against the rules, so. <laughs> Someday white people are going to take over religion. <laughs> right. And white man cannot dance. Yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, just, let's just not. This one right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame them. Right. That's fair. Yeah. So, number seven. How many children did Michael, David's first wife, have? Um, none. None. None or five. What? None or five. Oh, wait. Oh, hold on. She was... Oh, because some of the people that they killed were Michael's sons. Maybe. I think. None the, or five. The, hypothetically, though, they Pick said that one. she had none. Pick an answer. I'm, I mean, none or five. I have to go with none because the, the five that came out so of like... That was so straight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In Second Samuel chapter 6, verses 20 through 23, somewhere thereabouts, it says, Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child unto the day of her death. Right. Because she had made fun of David and was yeah. like, Stop dancing. You look so fucking stupid. Well, but, yeah. So, okay. Right? right? Yeah. Right? So, yeah. none. Right. Okay. So, but you're always wrong. Of course. Okay. Because, and then, um, Second Samuel chapter 21 Verses 1 through 14. Yeah. Okay, this gets a little confusing. Okay. The king took the two sons of Rizba, the daughter of Aya, right? Whom yeah. she bore unto Saul. Right. Armani and Mephibosheth. Not the Mephibosheth that right. um, was crippled. Um, that was uh, Jonathan's son. Not that guy. So those two guys and the five sons of Michael, question mark? The daughter of Saul, and he delivered them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And after that, God was entreated for the land. Now remember, so, Michael was married to another person for a mm, while. Mm, 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 no, no. Okay. Um, here we go. Here's what this is about. Okay. In the interpretation that we read, it did not say Michael, because we would have been like, "Excuse me, what?" Right. In the interpretation that we read, it says Mirab. Ah. And I looked, and it really depends on which interpretation you read. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. um, excuse me, who the fuck is Mirab? Right, yeah, I don't, yeah. And did somebody just take it upon themselves to just, you know what? It says Michael didn't have any. Let's just put a different name that starts with M. Nobody will notice. <laughs> right. But the interwebs noticed. Yeah, okay? yeah. They noticed. Right. And so they were like, no. It said they took the five sons of Michael. Okay. But Michael didn't have any. Right. So did Michael have zero or five? Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, but 
you know what? You could be right. Maybe, maybe it was five that she had with her previous guy. Right. While she was waiting around I'm for just saying. um what's his butt to come and get her. Right. You know? I, I mean I'm just that's the only thing I could see as a possibility. Sure, that I'll buy that. You know yeah. what? I'll accept that. I'll right. allow it. Maybe okay. maybe you're not always wrong. Right. Okay? I mean But the Bible's always but I'm definitely wrong. at the most half right. Yeah. So Yeah, and it's not your fault. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, number eight, last question. Okay. Okay? Yeah. How many sons did Absalom have? Three or none? Oh, Absalom. Uh, I don't recall him having any, actually. I recalled him having some because, um, remember, his brother had raped his sister. Yeah. And then so he, Absalom, killed his brother, Amon or whatever. And, oh, he did have a family. That's right. And then that's he had right. a family, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, that's that right. he wasn't allowed to see no, while you're, he went you're and right. hid. No, you're right. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he did have some. He did yes. have some, right? Okay, yeah. So three, okay? And in Second Samuel chapter 14, verse 27, it says, And unto Absalom there were born three sons. Right, okay. Which, yeah, he missed them while he was hiding out at Grandpa's. Sure. And then, you know, he came back and was happy because he got to spend time with his family. Right. But then in Second Samuel chapter 18, <laughs> verse 18... Now Absalom said, I have not son to keep my name in remembrance. Hmm. So he had three sons, but then literally four chapters later, it says, just kidding, he had none. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really weird. That's very weird. Yeah. Now, you before we go, um, you will notice that I mentioned that uh, there were some... Um, contradictions that we haven't actually reached yet in Chronicles and Kings. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I allowed them because we are getting into Kings and Chronicles. Right. Right? Right. I want to point out that the ones that I drew were only the most relevant that I felt I could get away with. Sure. Having said that, oh my God, (laughs) the next four chapters of... First and second Kings and then first and second Chronicles. Yeah. We are going to find so fucking many discrepancies. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that is another reason I allowed them because I wanted to be able to say that and to point out that Jesus Christ, they will reign upon us. So right. many contradictions. Is it like is there as many contradictions as there are sands in the beach? Probably and stars, stars in, in the, the sky. sky. Yeah. yeah. And and okay. they live there to this to, to, this, to this, this day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So yeah. That thus ends this episode of You're Always Wrong. Husband. Wife. Guess what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just do it. Sacrilegious book club. All right. That's what <laughs> yeah, we're doing. Sacrilegious book club. Yep. Okay. Um, we're still covering Asimov's Guide to the Bible, and we're in the Old Testament, starting with the book of Genesis. All right. Well, today, oh, yeah, today. we are covering, yeah, shut up. Sorry, you sound, it sound the way you, like, it, the intonation was like, sounded like we were coming to the end, so I was like, okay, let's do the end. No. Okay. Today, we are covering pages 83 through 100. All right. Now I'm done. Now you're done. Cut off Apotamus. Let's end it then. And let's okay. go get, no, I mean, not end it. Let's go into the thing. Let's read the book. Okay. Okay. Now, something else that I wish that I had said in the intro, but you were so impatient, <laughs> and and so I had to hurry up and just get it done. Yeah. 
Um, anyways, there's only one more section after this. Only one more section? Of Genesis. Oh. I was yeah. like, we're, we didn't finish the book that fast, I know. No, no, we didn't. Okay. But um, the next section is um, pages 100 to 117. Yeah. And that's the last section that he covers of Genesis. And I'm very excited about that because... Did I mention that some of it's a slog? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not going to be less of a slog when we get into the, like, the arc building and shit like that. And shut your so. face. Um, because I'm just excited because forward motion, you know? Right. It, yeah. It means something. Finish something. Or yeah. almost finish something. Yeah. Okay. So um, today we are starting on page 83 of Asimov's Guide to the Bible. Okay. The Old Testament. Yep. With Moab and Ammon. Okay. Okay. Yep. Do you remember who those guys are? Um, no. I know you you were about to say kind of, but you don't. I remember the name Moab, and I don't it's a really place. Re- that's, Moab. Yeah. Is oh, a that's place, right. That's like the Moabites. Yeah. That's the they were up on that plateau. That's where uh, dude uh, Balaam went. Balaam went to uh, go meet that king, and then they yeah stuff. So. Um, it's also a group of people, which is relevant. Both of those things are relevant here because here's what happened. Oh, I don't know right. if you remember. Moses married a Moabite woman. Right, but I'm not talking I know, about I know, it just reminded me, that's oh all. Oh my God. Sorry. Chill. So the part that I'm at yeah. is not Moses. No, I know. Okay, so the part that we left off with was Sodom and Gomorrah getting destroyed. Yeah. And... Um, What's his butt saved Lot, his nephew Lot. Yeah. But Lot's wife turned back and turned to salt. Turned to salt, and that right. was sad. Womp womp. Yeah. So, but Lot and his two daughters escaped from the destruction of Sodom. Right. And do you remember what his daughters were about? Yes. It was Grody. They thought that the destruction was not just there, but that it was universal. So they literally thought it that was the end of the world. they were the only possible mothers of future humanity. Ah. And that's the only forgivable thing that it can even start to try to put to what they did, which is get their father Lot drunk and yeah. then hump him. Right. And then they both gave birth to the nation of the Moabites and the Ammonites. Yeah. So Moab and Ammon. Okay. Okay? Yep. So that's why that's relevant. Okay. So they are descended from Lot. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So that's that section. Okay. The next section is Gerar, and it's real short. That's page 84. And Abraham was like, bitch, bye. So he took off from the destruction, and he bounced over to Gerar. Okay. And that was in land that would eventually become run by the Philistines. Got it. Okay. Okay. But that's that. Right. So. Well, that was, okay, that's that. was that. Gerar. Okay. Yeah. So, but I just like how I summarized it. Yeah. Bitch, oh, bye. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay, so the next section is Beersheba, not to be confused with Bathsheba. Right. Okay, Beersheba, which starts on page 86. Okay. So, there was that whole bit with Abraham and Sarah and their uh, concubines and all that. Yeah. Um, you know, where he had her s- servant and his servant and he married all of them. And, right. And had a million babies and yeah. whatever. So Abraham and Sarah gave birth to Isaac. Right. And because of that, they cast out, at um, Sarah's insistence, they cast out Hagar and Ishmael. Right, right. Which I thought was really shitty. It was. It was. But, um... We'll come back to that in a little bit. Okay. Okay. So 
water supplies mark the importance of a place. Obviously, because they were all about the fucking wells. Yes, exactly. Well, they lived in an arid desert, so it was very important to establish those. So when Abraham set up a well and established ownership of it with the king of Gerar, Gerar, that was considered the founding of the town of Beersheba. Got it. So... He so all it takes to found a town is a well. Well, no, he bought the land. He he bought the land and then set up the well. Got it. And so by owning the land and then setting up a well, that establishes a town. It's not just you, you have to have local agreement that that area belongs to you. You can't just sure. set up a well and it's not like putting the flag on the moon and saying that belongs to the U.S. Now, bye. Right. Right. So, a reliable well, obviously, is essential for permanent communities, and as you pointed out, that's why Genesis goes on and on about the tradition of digging wells. Yeah, I got sick of hearing about fucking wells. So did I. So did I. But it makes sense why they would think it's important. Right. Even even up to the point when they started putting all this down into a written format. Right. It was still important. Yeah. Yeah. So when Palestine was under Turkish rule prior to World War One, mm-hmm. Beersheba was a small village with some wells still in existence. Huh. The largest of which was called the Well of Abraham. Wow. Yeah. Now that may or may not be the well that Abraham set up. But it's kind of cool. It is kind of cool, but this is even more like I don't know if it's cool but interesting. Today, Abraham's Well is a historical well which houses the Archaeology Museum of Beersheba, where you can book tours. Wow. Literally Monday through Friday, shorter hours on um, <laughs> Friday, and they're, they have a sign that says, no pets allowed. <laughs> so, I just thought that was interesting. Like, you can literally go there and visit a place that, even if it's not that specific well, it's still dates back pretty far. Right, right. And that's just cool. And there's some sense that it could be at least related to Abraham's well. Right. If it's not specifically Abraham's well, it's still in the right neighborhood. Right, right. And that in itself is cool. Yeah. So that's that section. Um, Going on to page 87, we're going to talk about Paran. Okay. Now, remember we said Ishmael and Hagar took off? Yep. Well, they got kicked out. But when they got kicked out, they took off for Paran and um, he took an Egyptian wife. And the relevance of that is that um, Ishmael's mother, Hagar, was an Egyptian. Okay. So the Ishmaelites are all from Ishmael. Got it. Okay? Yeah. So that happened. Okay. All right. Okay. So next section is Moriah, page 87. Okay. And this is where Abraham offered, um, almost offered up his long-awaited son, Isaac, as a human sacrifice. Yeah, that was bullshit. It was bullshit. Now, the town of Moriah is not mentioned anywhere else in the Bible or otherwise. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Tradition among some Jews indicates that it's the site at which the Temple of Solomon would eventually be built. Now, we don't know about the Temple of Solomon because not for us, where we're reading the Bible, Solomon has only just been born right, right. as David's son. Yeah. So... That is also referred to as Zion in most biblical references. So some people are like, oh, I wonder if, 
but it's not very likely based on history and geography. Sure, and sure. All that. It's, yeah. That's a stretch. There's a lot of not very likelies in the Bible. Right, right. <laughs> but people want to make connections and they want things to coincidentally um, tie together and create this greater sense of continuity, history, tradition. Right. And they just want it to be beautiful. Real bad. Real bad. Like, real bad. I mean, we do that sometimes in our lives, not religious stuff, but we're like, oh, I, I, okay, think about how we're like, we thought it was really cool that um, the, the well of Abraham just now. Yeah. Like, yeah. if that was still the same well, that would be cool. Right. Why would it be cool? Hist- history. I don't know, but it's still cool. History. Right. Well, like, th- to be able to go visit the well of a guy who basically spawned all of the shitstorm that is right, Western and Middle Eastern religions. Three, you know, like, the three Abrahamic religions. Yeah, yeah. right. And yeah. I mean, insofar, like, this guy, that guy, is responsible for a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot. I mean, do you think that, like, religious wars are blood on his hands? I mean, he didn't know any of this was going to transpire. Neither did Jesus, for that matter. Right. <laughs> But I mean, there is there is an awful lot that has spawned from Abraham, you know. True. So I mean, like that is a, it's it's a big thing, right? So I, I yeah, you know, what I don't know. Hell hath you wrought, Abraham? Right. So the next section is a ram and cheesed. Just kidding. It's cheesed or cheesed or cheese it. Not cheese it. No, or not cheese it. Okay. I'm gonna say cheesed because okay. that just sounds most. Um, I don't know, accenty. Sure. Um, and that's on page 88. Okay. So Abraham's brother Nahor, back in Haran, um, begat lots of begats. Oh, yeah. Okay? He did. Um, the only two that I'm going to mention here are um, Aram, and that's um, the Arameans. Okay. But there's a question because um, was he born to Shem or Kemuel? If he was the son of Shem, then that indicates the Arameans were independent at the time that Genesis was reduced to writing. Okay. If he was the son of Kemuel, uh, or Kemuel, that indicates the kinship of the Arameans to the Israelites. So there's hmm. some question there. And, you know, that always gets you in trouble when you have people's names and you're not sure who to attribute to them to or if it's like... Right. Two different guys with the same name. Like, you, you just never know which way to go. Yeah. Chesed is um, the father of the Chalde- uh, Chaldeans. Okay. Or Chaldeans. Sure. Which, I mean, that comes back. You know, we talk about them some bit. Yeah. And then Rebecca, who is the daughter of Bethuel. She's also the first cousin of Isaac. Which, which yeah, I remember this. means that she married her cousin, which is gross. Right. And she becomes, therefore, one of the ancestresses of the Israelites. Right. Okay. okay? So yep. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, it's no wonder that Rebecca is still to this day a very popular name among Christians and Jews alike. Right. So. As far as women in the Bible go, she was a big thing. Right. Even though she isn't given much mention, she's given some mention, and that's kind of cool. And is the mother of. It, right. right. I mean, that's yeah. cool. Next section starts on page 89, and it is Makpalah. Um, Abraham... Sounds like a Klingon dish. It really does. Makpalah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) 
Abraham and Sarah move back to Hebron, right? Uh-huh. So they're going along. And then Sarah eventually dies, of course. That's right. sad. Abraham purchases the burial plot from the local Hittites. Right. For a certain amount of silver. Mm-hmm. And then that's where he is eventually buried, too, along with his son and his son Isaac and Isaac's son and wife. Right. So there's, like, this whole bunch of, of people. people. that got buried there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Traditionally, the site of this cave has been located and is enclosed in fortress-like stone walls, the enclosure of which is called Haram, which means the forbidden place, and a mosque is present there. So they know where this place is. Traditionally, Traditionally. We, we think. That means... Oh, so like they think they know the place, but they're not like yeah. 100% sure. Yeah, and... Clearly, not enough archaeology has been done on that site, and there's a mosque there now. At least so. as of 1967. <laughs> right, right, right. 68. This book came out in 68. That's why I, I, you know. Yeah. So, um, it may or may not be the site. It's right. still probably some kind of historical thing, but maybe not, you know, biblically speaking. Okay. So, Mesopotamia, next section, starts on page 90. Okay. So Isaac needs a wife, but not a Canaanite one, obviously, because gross, right? We hate the Canaanites. <laughs> so Abraham sends a guy over to his brother in Nahor, over to his brother Nahor in Haran. Okay. Because he's like, yo, my, my son needs a wife. Right. So the area surrounding Haran is only called Mesopotamia by Greek translations, hmm. not Hebrew ones. Okay. Not, like, not originally. The original Hebrew term is... Aram Naharim, which, you know, his brother is Nahor. So, Naharim. Got it, got it. Yeah. And um, Aram Naharim means um, between the rivers, which denotes the Tigris-Euphrates region. Sure. So, okay. I mean, we just have to remember as we're going through this, all of these people are not actually persons. They're all nations and right. tribes, mostly tribes. Right. And... So when we say somebody fought somebody else, what we mean is this tribe fought that tribe. Right. And that's going to be relevant a little bit later in this um, episode. So okay. just hang on to that notion. And I, I know I'm, I keep repeating that. Um, so I apologize if, it, if it's old hat. It's just very important to keep that front and center of all that we're reading here in the book of Genesis. Okay. Currently, um, and when I say currently, I mean as of the time that Asimov wrote this, which, yeah. as you pointed out, is 1968. Right. Um, it's referred to via the native name of the land, which is Iraq. Okay. And it does not, Iraq does not actually, or at least it didn't at this time, house Haran within its borders. It's like okay. right outside. Got it. Got um, it. Um, I'll tell you in a minute where it is, but sure. that's a different section. All right. So I just thought that was interesting. Like, oh, we know Iraq. Right. <laughs> we yeah. know that one. Yep. So the next section is Syria, page 91. Okay. And so Isaac marries Rebecca, you know, gross. Right. Whose brother is Laban the Syrian. Okay. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But Greek Syrian means Hebrew Aramean. So there you go. Got it. And... Um, that area, uh, Syria, houses Haran within its borders. So, okay. um, so Haran is in Syria then? Yeah. Or what is, okay. Yeah. Which is near Iraq. Right, right. And, um, as we learned during one of our last episodes, I can't remember which one, Damascus is the capital there. Right. So. Yep. Yay. 
Okay, next section, Midian or Median, page 92. Okay. Abraham took another wife, Keturah, who bore him lots of kids, among them Midian and Shua. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And those are eponyms of various Arabian tribes, which Got it. we know. Yep. And the Midianites and the Ishmaelites are used almost synonymously in the Bible due to their close proximity. So anytime you hear Midianite, you can also think Ishmaelite and vice versa. Okay. And we talked about this in the last, I think, book club maybe or sometime recently. Um, but the, the the names that we're using for these people mm-hmm. who had kids and what have you, they're all tribes. They're yes. all it's not we're not really talking about people necessarily. We're That's talking literally about, what I just said. No, I know, I'm just reminding, I'm just saying like, yeah. you know, because the Bible is very people or like specifically people. The names begat the names, right? But but it's, it's the they're tribes referring to gave tribes birth and they're refer- to this referring tribe. to groups. Yeah, right. Um, and again, there's going to be something that I say later on that kind of makes me appreciate something a little better than I did the first time through. Got it. Um, but anyway, next section is Edom, page ninety-two. Okay. Isaac and Rebecca have twin sons. Do you mm. remember their names? I do not. Esau and Jacob. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. And Esau, they like chased each other and fought each other and did all kinds yeah. of stuff. And like one was like trading um, mm-hmm. things for, you know, birthright shit and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Exactly. So Esau was the hunter. He's an outdoors man, loud and crass, and he was loved by Isaac. And as the older one, the one that came out first, he was entitled to the birthright as well as the father's blessing as chief heir. I remember and, I was pissed off because he traded it for soup. Right. But hold on a second, because I just said something that when we first read through the Bible, we were kind of confused. Okay. The birthright is a separate thing from the father's blessing as chief heir. And so... When, um, those are two separate items. Okay. So we were confused because, um, Jacob later on tricks him in order to get the blessing. Right. And we're like, I thought you already fucking had it. I don't understand. Right, right. It was two separate items. Okay. So that, for whatever reason, either it wasn't phrased really well, go figure it was the Bible. Or it just didn't click. Or the way Isaac Asimov phrased it made it make sense. Got it. It's two separate items. It's still not clear to me what the difference is. I don't know what the difference is, but it is very clear to them that it's two separate things. Okay. So you can be the heir but not have your father's blessing and vice versa. Got it. And you can have the birthright and not be the heir. Okay. Or something like that. Sure. I'm not quite sure how that all works out, but to have both comes automatic if you're the firstborn son. Got it. So Esau gets renamed Edom, as in the Edomites. Right. um, Which means red. After coming in hungry and tired, begging Jacob to feed him some lentils. Yeah. Which Jacob only does after demanding and receiving the birthright in exchange. So that's the first thing he does. Right. He gets the birthright. I think maybe the birthright is just like I get all of the... That it doesn't mean I'm the heir. It means that I get all the special privileges of being firstborn. Okay. So, like, I get the top bunk. I get the pick of the larger bedroom. You know what I mean? Like We're how just we guessing, would. But... I'm just guessing, but that would be how I would maybe differentiate birthright, like the privileges of being born first, from um, blessing as the chief heir. Right. Right. Because. 
otherwise, what's the point of having two separate things? Sure. So, um, so he gets the birthright. Okay, he doesn't yet have. He's not yet the heir. Got it. He's just got the birthright, so okay. he gets the top bunk. Yep. Okay. Jacob then later on when, um, what's his name Isaac is um, sick and tired and old and dying and shit. Yeah. Um, Jacob steals the father's blessing by dressing in Esau's clothes and pretending to be his brother. Right. So he even put on like fucking goat skin or something mm-hmm, like, to feel hairy and like an outdoorsman. Right. So you know, as I was like reading through these notes, I was kind of, um, I was kind of thinking that. Esau and Jacob were kind of like um, um, Cain and Abel, but in reverse. Yeah. Because Esau was the hunter, but he got tricked. Yeah. And, or robbed. Right. And um, Jacob was the quiet one, whereas that was Abel in the first place. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the first place, we've got um, the hunter is Cain, and he prevails. But here, the hunter is Esau, who gets... Wait, I thought I thought Cain was the farmer guy. Mm-mm. Are you sure? I'm, I'm pretty oh, well sure then... about that, actually. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure about that. You could be right. I don't fucking I, know. I remember talking about how um, when they showed their things to God, and all... Cain had was just some vegetables, and that might be why. And like he was, and God was going off about like you know the lamb sacrifices that Abel had made, and that made Cain jealous, and that was what contributed to him murdering him. Oh, okay. So, okay. yeah, I, I think I'm right. Okay, well, because okay, because they would have been arguing about the settledness. No, the hold on, hold on. They were all. You know what? I really can't remember. I have it really mixed up in my mind. But right. anyway, the comparison still stands, whether it's in comparison of them switching or comparison of being exactly the same. The comparison sure. still stands that, you know, one of them is more outdoorsy and one of them is quiet and, you know, mama's boy. Right. So um, I'll, I'll have to look that up because I'm curious now which one was which. <laughs> but... Um, at any rate, um, this represents how the Israelites, Jacob, the younger brother, entered Canaan only after the Edomites, which is Esau, the older brother, was already established. Got it. So that's, again, that's the part I was referencing um, when we think of these people as being tribes, not persons. Right, right. Because right? the Israelites came in and took something that was already established. So, you know, the younger brother yeah. came in and then ruled over the Edomites. Got it. So that's what that section really meant. Okay. All right. right. Yeah. And so that kind of clears up that a little bit. Right. Um, but the next section is Bethel, page 93. Okay. So Rebecca sends Jacob away to protect him from his jealous older brother. Because right. she's like, uh, you stole his birthright as well as um, his blessing from his father. So you need to get your ass away from here. Right. You need to go get safe. And she was, that was his favorite. That was her favorite. Mm-hmm. Like her mm-hmm. favorite son. Yep. So she was also like, um, you can go get a wife from the descendants of Nahor. You know, right. Right. that'll be great. You know, stay safe, get a wife. Awesome. Yeah. So... While Jacob was on the run, 
he had a dream of a ladder, Jacob's ladder. Yeah. Which it was more likely a ziggurat. Okay. And, um, it extended to heaven and angels were ascending and descending. Mm-hmm. And he named that place Bethel, which means house of God, which is why it was more likely a ziggurat than a ladder. And it likely there was a holy temple or structure used to stand on that site. Okay. And that would kind of go with why he named it House of God or whatever. Sure, sure. So the next section is Reuben and his brothers, page 94. So we moved right ahead. Right. Okay. Jacob got to Haran and he married Leah and Rachel. Yeah. And there was, you know, some trickery there. Sure. And... They were the daughters of Laban, who was Rebecca's brother. Right. And so he literally married his first cousins. Gross. Right. Okay? Gross. Yep. So um, I'm going to real quick buzz through the names of the children. Okay. The wife, Leah, that was the one that um, he married first, accidentally. Yep. Um, She gave birth to Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah... Issachar, Zebulon, and Dinah, who is the only daughter mentioned. Got it. Okay? Yep. Then his wife that he actually had wanted to marry in the first place, Rachel, gave birth to Joseph, which we learn about later is the guy that got sold into Egypt, slavery, and right, the right. coat of many colors, and yeah. um, and Benjamin, which was the one that the little brother they all loved. Right. Um. Okay, so Jacob also married two concubines, Bilba, who gave birth to Dan and Naphtali, and Zilpa, who gave birth to Gad and Asher. No wonder Dan was always like a mm-hmm. second afterthought type thing. Yeah. He was not really one of the true Yeah, he was tribes from a concubine. Right. So these represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Yeah. Okay. No, it's interesting because like mm-hmm. it, it really... Like, you know, the favorites are Jacob and, and Benjamin as far as the tribes goes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when they're talking about favoritisms and stuff like that. You mean Joseph and Benjamin. Jacob's the father. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. So the, they're they're like the favorites and, and it works out that way in like further stories too. Mm-hmm. So like it's really And Joseph neat. and Benjamin are from his one true love, Rachel. Right. Yeah. And then um, the other one... Um, that's important is Judah, and I'll tell you about that guy in a minute. I just I but like the I like knowing that the reason Dan is Dan is because of you know this his, like that's kind of cool. Yeah, he's born of a concubine. Right. Not even the second wife, just a servant. Right. Right. Um, when the Israelite kingdom was divided, the Joseph tribes dominated the north. Okay. While the Judah tribes dominated the south, so. Joseph and Judah were the two most important right. tribes mentioned, even though we hear about the Benjaminites uh, quite a bit. Well, yeah, because it was the baby and they, mm-hmm. I mean, like, the, they were the crowd favorite, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All 12 tribes are Israelites, but only the Judah tribes are Judeans, which are Jews. Interesting. Yeah. That struck me. I was like, wait, what? And I'm assuming these are, at, at least at the time, considered different races of people, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Different tribes, different races very, of people. Very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, next section is Seir, or Seir. Okay. S-E-I-R. Page 96. Jacob prospered in Haran and was finally able to leave with his wives and children. You know, remember he right. was like... 
Of tied to um, Rachel and Leah's father. Yeah. And he kept not being allowed to leave. Right. Which Ever. Which is bullshit. Um, he wanted to reconcile with his shitty brother Esau. Yeah. Or wait. No. With his good brother Esau. <laughs> um, Jacob was the one that, you know, right. was the bad yeah, yeah, guy yeah. there. Yeah. So I don't know why he said, sh- why I just said shitty brother. Right. Jacob was a shitty brother. Yeah. I think because we hear so much about Jacob, like, in my mind, he's got to be the good one. Right. But wait, no. He's the fucking asshole. Right. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I screwed this guy over, so I'm not sure how this is going to go. Right. I um, remember we thought they were going to get into a fight because Esau was amassing, like, bringing an army mm-hmm. in. Like, we're mm-hmm. like, ooh, what's going to happen? So Seir is Edom, okay? Land which would eventually be occupied by the Edomites. Right. And Seir is also... A mountain range. Okay. But Seir is also, also the highest peak of that range, which is called Mount Seir, but also Mount Hor, because the land used to be occupied by the Horites. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So that's Seir. Got it. Okay? You got it? Sure. Okay, next section. Okay. Israel, page 97. Jacob is totally scared to meet his brother again for the reasons we mentioned. And he's concerned about crossing the river and leaving his family vulnerable because um, it's the um, Jabbok River sure. or the Jabbok River. Right. And it's tough. And so he's like, oh, no, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, he gets his family across. Like, he goes over early. He gets up early, takes everybody across, gets them over there safely. And then he's alone on the side, um, you know, he's the last one to cross, basically. Sure. So he's alone over there. And a guy shows up and wrestles with him all I night. I remember that, yeah. And we were like, the, the fuck? The fuck is that? Yeah. In the morning, the guy names him Israel. Right. We assumed um, that that had to have been God or something. Right. But what this is, um, this is tribes. Right. Not people. Yeah. So this means that up until that point, Jacob was this man over here giving birth to all these tribes. And then he crosses this river. And they and become... Then they are the children One. of Israel. Israel. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the point I was getting to. Got it. Where I was like, oh. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense, actually. It was very, like, poetically written, and you're supposed to be able to read through the lines and understand right. that, okay, clearly Jacob did not really wrestle a guy all night, because that's just fucking weird. Right, right. No, okay. Well, but there's a lot of weird shit in the Bible, there too. There is. So, I mean, there like, is. it's hard to say. No, definitely, definitely. But this one, I'm like, okay, I got this one. This one makes sense. Right. It was when he crossed the river, he got everybody over, and he was the last one over, and as soon as he crossed over, they were no longer just individual people. They sure. They became solid. We are the tribes. We are the 12... But tribes. I feel like this symbolism with regard to tribes is mm-hmm. exclusively in Genesis, essentially. Yeah. Like, it's not... Because you get further on, and there are actual stories of people but and kings and stuff. when you get into the Deuteronomistic history. Right, right. And yes, you are right, because it's different authors. Right. Putting it all together. Sure. So, we've got these people early on just describing, basically, the history of the people of the, the Earth. Right. Yeah. And so they are very... They told stories of people to remember all the people. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you're not wrong. You just have to remember why. Right. Is all. Right. So really, we're not basing... I mean, maybe there were really some of these people or something. Like, maybe Abraham really existed, right? Who knows? Whatever. Whatever. Fuck cares. 
But uh, we're really just we could just be describing groups of people, mm-hmm. like and, and and maybe you know Abrahamic religions aren't based on Abraham, but on Abrahams. Exactly. Or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just a group of people that was yeah. existing back then. Exactly. Exactly. That makes it a little easier to swallow. Like instead of just one guy thinking right. about groups of people, makes it easier to understand how they were trying to just boil all this down to make it easier to remember and retain. Sure. But the game of telephone also has a tendency Mm -hmm. to lose meaning as to what the original intent was. And then keep in mind the people putting this all together were writing (laughs) so much of this. Sorry. The people putting this all together were writing so much of this from their own perspective and understanding of what had happened. Which adds another layer of confusion. Definitely. So the last section here for today is Sheshem, which starts on page 98. Okay. So Esau greets Jacob without a grudge and treats him kindly. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. So Jacob's like, awesome, but can you leave me alone now? Thanks, K, bye. Right. Or K, thanks, bye. Right. Yeah. And so then he and his fam move in peace to the city of Sheshem. Okay. So that reconciliation was real short. It's like, you're not going to kill me? Okay, awesome. Moving along. Yep. 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 Um, here's some beer. Maybe we'll get together. Never. Sure. Yeah. So he moves to the city of Sheshem, which places a safe distance between him and where he grew up. Got Meaning it. between him and so his So it sounds brother. like maybe they brokered a deal. Like, you stay over there and I'll leave you the fuck alone. But yeah. you come any closer and, you know. That's more likely. Right. That is more likely. I mean, if I was Esau, I would be like, it's been years. I have had some mental health and therapy (laughs) and medication and I'm over it. I'm not going to kill you, but I do not want you around. Like, it's good to see you, bro, but never again. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you're clearly not trustworthy. I'm glad you have all these wives and children. Right. That's still not good for me because that makes it even worse for me, honestly. Right. So you just stay over there. Yeah. I'm not going to come after you. I have no interest in retribution. You know, my counselor says that, you know, that's not good for anybody. Right. So I'm working through my own shit. Sure. But please do not come home again. You know? Yeah. Just go. Right. And, you know, Jacob's like, sounds good to me. Cool. Later. Thanks for the beer. Right. (laughs) I'm outies. So the most the the most important city north of Jerusalem, based on strategic positioning between mountains and roads, is Sheshem. Okay. So it was great that he went there. Gotcha. Like, it was so. I mean, he, this guy can't lose. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. Jacob just cannot lose. Um, the site sets between Bless and Curse Mountain. Remember oh, those? Interesting. Yeah, Mount. Gerizim and Mount Ebal. Got it. Remember? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the Romans eventually rebuilt a town near there, calling it Neapolis, huh. which is New City. Right. Neo yeah. and Polis. Right. Um, which is now called Nablus. Huh. That's its present name. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So Sheshem rivaled Jerusalem in terms of being a sacred religious center given it's where the first altar built by Abraham after entering Canaan sat. Huh. So it's pretty fucking important. Right. And yet prior to reading the Bible, I've never heard of Sheshem. Right. So. Me either. Awesome. Right. So that is it for this section. Okay. Of the um, Asimov's Guide to the Bible, the Old Testament. 
Next time we will be reading pages 100 through 117. Okay. And that will end the book of Genesis. Cool. We will cover the topics of Hamor the Hivite. I hope I said that that. right. Okay. Um, Ephrath, Bilba, Amalek, Seir the Horite, Bela and Jobab, Potiphar, Faraz and Zara, Pharaoh of Joseph, the river Nile, on, as in on my nerves, <laughs> Goshen, Ephraim and Manasseh, and finally Judah. Okay. Okay. So again, that's pages 100 through 117. Hope you have picked up a copy and are reading along. Otherwise, you can just listen to me try to summarize badly. Right. Oh, FYI, um, somebody had reached out to us on YouTube and asking where to find a copy of the book. Mm. And um, I'll be honest with you. Like, if you look in the standard places like Amazon and stuff like that, you're probably not going to find one. Or if you do, it's going to be really freaking expensive. Um, but I just did, well, like, when we got ours, I just did a Google search and found one on, like, Google Shopping for, like, 8 to 15 bucks. You can find one. You might so. also try um, thriftbooks.com, which is a really great um, privately owned, so not, like, this huge um, conglomerate. Um, they often have these kind of older books and you can get a really good deal and know that you're not buying from Amazon. So that's kind of cool. And but, no, we're not being paid for any of these spots. So you're welcome. Oh, no, not at all. I wish. <laughs> brief. No, I get a lot of stuff from thrift books though. And I love them with all my heart. So yeah. shout out to them. Um, you might also check your library. Sometimes Maybe. libraries have these. And keep in mind, when they first came out, they were two volumes. So be sure to search both ways. Right, right. Yeah, you could find it in multiple different ways. There's three different books that you could find. The separate two books and then the combined book. So. Right, and we happen to purchase the combined book, which I'm glad of. Yeah, no, this lets us go into the whole Bible. The whole so, thing at yeah. once and not have to worry about, are we going to be able to get the other half? Right, right, yeah. So good luck, <laughs> and sorry I can't help you better. And thanks for playing along. See you next Saturday for Sacrilegious Book Club. See you guys. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye.